1: you stand for? <laughs> As- oh! I swear yeah. Oh! No! 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 champion, No! 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 dealing Woo. Wheel
0: All right, welcome once again to the Voice Wrestling Podcast. I'm Rich Krej, alongside, as always, Mr. Joe Lanzo. I shouldn't say as always, because last week was not as always.
1: Did I get Wally pipped?
0: Um, Uh, it was a pretty good show. I don't know. The chemistry, it was, it was, it was, I think me and Dylan have a spark that just can't be, uh, he's actually on the line right now. This is, this is going to get real awkward here, real quick. How many,
1: how many people listening even know who Wally Pip is? What percentage do you think?
0: Yeah, Uh, we're, because I mean, we're baseball fans, but I,
1: but it's also like it's, a, it's five.
0: It's it's a lexicon, though. It's in the American lexicon. Like, I think even the pipped or like Wally pipped or maybe a, it's hard to say because we're like obsessive baseball guys. So I don't know if
1: not only that, but it's like a JBL dated reference from 100. <laughs> oh, my God, that's like so, Wally pipped. Right. Like... Right. right. So <laughs> you say five percent. I'll go a little higher. I'm going to say um, 30 percent of the people listening know who Wally pipped is. Okay. You think five percent? huh? that's like nobody. That's that's like either that, or you think that much like the WWE Network, we have way more European listeners than, uh, <laughs> than people uh, uh, want to admit. Um, do you want to start with that then? That, look at that segue.
0: Listen, let's. That is beautiful. That's see, Dylan. I mean, you don't get that from a Dylan Wake. You might, but you know,
1: that that that's is class, a, that's, that's a pro- classic Lanza that's a pro- right there. Professional segue. <laughs> So you want yeah, to
0: start let's off do with that. the network. Yeah, let's do that. WWE Network. Because we don't have a whole lot of WWE stuff to talk about. Just not a lot of news going on right now. But I thought this was this is particularly interesting because um, I don't know if we need to file it in the, uh, the Voices of Wrestling Was Right category. Because it, it's... It's not quite that. I mean, that's Rovert's gimmick, the <laughs> the file it in his folder when, when he's right. But we initially I mean, we we've been from the beginning reporting what we've heard about the WWE network and, and a lot of it has not been good. I mean we we've been listening to what Muki Ghana and, and Chris Harrington obviously has been has been saying from the beginning about, you know, the numbers and what his predictions and that sort of stuff. And we were we were kind of echoing his thoughts of, you know what, hey, there there's we don't know if this thing is going to break even right away or, or break even within this year. Or, and we don't know that, and, and, and we still really don't know. I mean, those numbers, we're going to find out uh, in the next week here uh, what the number actually is, but there's just more news going on surrounding it and with it. And today they launched a, you get a free trial without a credit card. This is the first time they've done that before. They've always done trials with the credit card. This time it's, it's no obligation, free trial. So that, that's, uh, I mean, that's, I, I, that's decent marketing, but it's sort of something that, that, that has kind of come up. And, and as well as we heard uh, over the weekend, Dave Meltzer reported that uh, this is a Vince McMahon directive that $20 million had to be cut from the budget. And that's largely as a result of the WWE network and, and, and the issues going on with that and the expenses and, and failed projections and that sort of stuff. So $20 million to be cut from the network. Uh, you, you've sort of noticed it already that the pre- and post-game shows are, are, are becoming less and less. Um, it's one of the big reasons Josh Matthews was let go. Uh, they're not doing, I mean, we're, as we're speaking, as we're recording this, it's a it's an episode of Raw. They're not doing a post-show. Your dogs are going insane. What happened out there? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just assume Joe has been attacked by his dog, so we'll we'll move on from there. But obviously, you have, um, <laughs> rest in peace, Joe Lanza. Hopefully, he's okay. So now now we can actually have Dylan host <laughs> the rest of the show. But, um, yeah, no, so the $20 million cut from the budget, uh, you had, um, you know, just the directive of Mystic like, Man, we, we have to cut $20 million. It, it seems relatively obvious that that's a big reason why all of a sudden we had a bunch of firings all of a sudden. I mean, we went. You know, a few years with nobody getting caught, no, nobody in the roster being cut. Now, all of a sudden, you get a, a, a big you know swing of cuts and, and, and these just different things like that. Uh, another thing that was kind of interesting as well, also reported by Dave Meltzer, is the Tough Enough, which was supposed to we, – we reported it at the – or they reported it at a conference call. Uh, a few months back, the Tough Enough was going to be relaunched, and it's going to be network exclusive, and it's going to be something that really people are going to be super excited about. It's going to be on the network, and it's going to be original content, which, as we found out, is what really pulls the, you know, pulls this entire thing, is is the original content when we look at the top tens, look at all that stuff. Uh, Tough Enough is uh, supposed to be filming today. They've delayed that as of Thursday. They said, we don't know when, maybe September, but for right now, it's delayed. Uh, the second season of Legends House, Legends House is obviously one that's that's always sort of in that top ten for the network, that's another show that now, um, according to Vince McMahon and according to WWE Network, is on delay. They obviously cannot afford to do that. So we're just looking at a mounting stuff here that really is starting to kind of become a little bit more glaring. Joe, are you back?
1: Yeah, I uh, – From
0: I did... dog. I was wondering what the dog situation – I heard a bunch of barking, and I assume they killed you or attacked no, you? No, no,
1: I, I did not get killed or attacked by the dogs. Okay. I, I cleverly muted my mic. Uh, as to not interrupt your very passionate description of what's going yes. on with okay. the WWE Network. So uh, now the dog... I just want to make sure everything's okay in the, in the Lanza Listen, everything's okay. So. I heard everything you okay. said, and uh, the dogs are now calm, and I am unmuted. But, okay, here's the, <laughs> here, here, here's the thing, okay? Um, I think that what people need to... Listen, we need to sit down, people, because we really need to talk about the WWE Network. Yes. Um. There's a lot of what we have to always do. There, there's <laughs> a lot of people on Twitter uh, who who just, you know, it's almost like Baghdad Bob at this point. Do you remember Baghdad Bob?
0: I do not. Is that a Howard Stern thing?
1: No, Baghdad Bob was the guy. And uh, I hope I got the name right. That famous picture of the Iraqi general standing there at the podium with his hands up saying, calm down. There's nothing to see here. Oh right, okay, uh, yes, right. yes, yes, yes.
0: Oh, okay, I didn't know that was but I, I didn't know the name, but okay, got well, it.
1: Well, have the producer Google that real quick. I'm, I believe yes, he's, I, he's looking at it to right now. The producer Dead has sent
0: Bob. it to me. Yes. Okay.
1: Um, that's what how, did people... you, now, how did
0: you know an uh, internet reference more than I did? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't even know how to. I, <laughs> I can't even get you to add a different picture to the Superstars review, and you're telling me about memes. What a what a world.
1: You know, now I'm not on mute. Now I'm just annoyed because. <laughs> this this goes way too you know this 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 blatant ageism Rich I'm offended I'm offended I by your blatant I did it earlier ageism.
0: today too This is I, I...
1: this is ageism and I won't stand for it and you need to be fired because I need to be fired. You need to be fired. And if people,
0: want to, if, if people want to unfollow us from Twitter, it's going to cost you $45 as well. <laughs>
1: yes, because there are people who don't listen to our we'll show. will be an there, there are people yeah. who don't listen to our show and who never <laughs> will listen to our show who may have been offended by that ageism yes. comment. But mm-hmm. I, I am implying that I can't use the internet, so you should be fired. Uh, but anyway, because um, <laughs> that's how the world works. But anyway um, – actually forgot my train of thought. Okay, so Baghdad Bob. I was talking about Baghdad okay, Bob. Okay,
0: yes, we got Baghdad Bob. Yes. Yeah. This
1: this is what the people on Twitter are like when you, you can't you can't just lay out the facts mm-hmm. of what's going on with the network without people pulling out the litany of excuses and stating things that are patently obvious. Like, well, did you expect them to have 1.5 million subscribers within six months? <laughs> well no we didn't, but we expect them to be a little closer. Or Things like, well, you know this is a long-term plan, right? Yeah, we're aware of that. We're aware it's a long-term deal. And I think both of us have said multiple times that eventually we think it'll be a success because this is the way the world is going. Um, I think our basic point, or at least mine, and you can speak for yourself if I'm quoting you incorrectly, is that this was the right idea at the wrong time. They tried it a little little too
0: soon. They rushed. It was very quick all of a sudden. Okay, go. We're, we're ready with and, – and there wasn't that back-end advertising that you really needed to, to, to educate a lot of people. Like I mentioned, I was joking about the ageism thing before, but you're, you're somebody who, who, who knows what they're doing and, and knows how to you – know your way around the internet, that sort of stuff, CM, that sort of stuff. But there's a lot of people that aren't. There's a lot of their fan base that isn't, and there, there wasn't that buffer period of, okay, look, we're launching this thing. Here's kind of how to use it. It sort of launched, and then, and then after the fact there was a lot of this and I still don't know if they've really done it right. I really don't think that a lot of people, I still get people when I talk about it. I I have to explain it to to my casual fan friends or people that know I like wrestling is what's to do with this network thing. Is it like a channel? No, no, it's like Netflix kind of. So it's got like movies. No, it's got like the paper. They they still don't get it. And I don't know if they've done a really good job of educating people on it.
1: I really don't. And I'll tell you what, before we heap a bunch of praise on WWE for being ahead of the curve and rolling out an internet channel and, this uh, this forward-thinking internet service with a live feed. Let's remember that that wasn't the plan, okay? They no. wanted this to be a television <laughs> network, so this was Plan B, okay? And sold so, it
0: for about three or four years. Remember, there was uh
1: exactly, yeah. When was that? Three first-
0: years ago, it was coming in. Uh, yeah, no, I was at a show. I was at a, a, a RAW in. Man, that had to be 2011, I think, or maybe early 2012. No, it was no, it was Christmas. It was the day after Christmas, 2011, and it said it coming spring 2012.
1: So, I mean, they wanted this to be an (laughs) actual television network, and they failed and fell on their face because nobody wanted the damn thing. Um, They wanted it to be a premium channel like HBO. This is where Vince McMahon gets a little delusional sometimes okay, and overrates how popular his product is. And uh, that didn't happen. So this this wasn't even the original plan. Uh, Regardless of whether it is the future or not, this wasn't what they intended to do. This is because they fell on their face because they couldn't get the damn thing to get carried by anybody. None of the cable uh, entities, none of the satellite entities, would carry the thing, because it's a niche. It's a niche thing. And, they,
0: and the other thing we heard too is that they wanted to be on the. They didn't want to be on the sports tier. They wanted to be on the total tier. So that's like the. I mean that, that's that's insane. So they want to be with like the the MLB networks or the the NHL network or your weird like offshoot NBC sports networks and that stuff. They want to be sure, on like, the your, main like, MTV yeah. and like it's like insanity. Like no, we're not going to put you all like, your different
1: Fox sports affiliates or you know yeah, all, we're
0: not going to put you with Comedy Central. Like <laughs> like
1: it's the other thing too. They they want to be regarded as sports when it's convenient. Yeah, And they, don't, they want to be regarded as entertainment when it's convenient.
0: Yeah, so when it's so, a TV rights negotiation, we're sports. When they're trying to get on a tier, we're not sports. We're entertainment.
1: Right, but, so they, they yeah. always play that game. Um, but the fact of the matter is, this, it wasn't even their intent to do this forward-thinking, internet-based channel. They're, they're in it now. They're not going anywhere. They're committed to it. They have to be committed to it. And, uh, the other, and, then, and then you have these other Baghdad bobs. Well, they knew they were going to lose money. They budgeted for that. <laughs> they, they're firing people left and but right. Here's the but. here's the problem. You're right. They did budget for some losses, but they're losing more than they thought because now they're right. making more budget cuts and yes, they're right. laying people off and they're
0: changing. Like that I don't get. The, well, they knew they were losing money. Yes, but then you don't two days before filming's supposed to start for a new show, cut that and then direct that twenty million dollars has to be cut from the budget immediately. Right. If you knew the budget was going to come, you could have done that at the beginning of the year. You you ran down. Josh Matthews would have been let go in January and not.
1: you know while my while my dogs were were having a bark attack, you ran down the litany of things that have changed between between that point and this point. Yes. Which show you that they're losing more money than they anticipated. So yeah, of course they expected to lose money on the rod. Of course we all expect that, but they're losing. And I think the rollout.
0: The, I think the rollout of content is is another thing as well. I mean this thing was going gangbusters when it first launched, and since then what have we've gotten? The Clash of the Champions, the Saturday Night's main event. Let me tell you something. And then a few little odds and ends stuff. You, Here's you, the, I know you're going to rant about WCCW. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna at that point too.
1: It. I'm going to rant. I'm waiting for Here, it. Here's the problem. <laughs> I'm there. They're, they're not drawing enough people to buy the thing. The content they have is not good enough to get people to buy the thing. And I really think that they thought that the pay-per-view libraries and the, the live pay-per-views – and look, I think a lot of people thought that that was going to be enough because it seemed great at the time. Um, but clearly the content they have on the thing is not good enough to draw people in. And here's the here's the secondary problem that's happening now. They've been so slow to roll out new content that they're pissing off the people who did buy it. Yeah, yeah. So now you have people who did buy it. We were getting uh, tweets today from people saying that they're not going to re-up after six months because they're just not happy with the amount of content that's on there. And, um, you know, it's it's... Clearly, the people who bought it already were into the old content because you know it was loaded with old content. But they're not adding any more old. Co- they've been so slow to roll it out. They yeah. added the Clash of Champions. They're just now starting to add Saturday Night's Main Event. And then you know they they started with ECW and World Class, which we praised them for. But then they stopped adding new episodes. They only have about a year and a half's worth of episodes of each. If I'm you know because ECW started in 94. Ninety-three or ninety-four? Did they start it? Late ninety-three or early 94? 93
0: 93.
1: And then it stops like mid ninety-five. And yes, the world, yes. the world class, they started the end of eighty-two to the lead-up to the yeah. cage match, and then they end it in mid eighty-three. So and they're giving done. you, a, they're giving you about, a, they've given us about a year and a half's worth of ECW and world class. They've stopped adding it. They haven't added any new territories. Uh, so really, all uh, the sports
0: entertainment territories. Thank you.
1: A uh, sports entertainment territories, correct. So. so <laughs> really all they've added is, since then is the clash of champions mm-hmm. total, total diva season one oh, I, mean, me, I mean give me a we'd
0: point be remiss out. if we didn't
1: mention that yeah uh, legends house which has been in the can for years yeah because you know when they intended to roll this thing out as a real network uh, they're really lucky a couple of those guys didn't croak since they filmed the damn thing and uh, legends and what that's it they really haven't added They're, anything else, and they've done a couple specials. You've got a specials.
0: few of those little Beyond the Rings, which are essentially just the documentaries sort of redone and rebranded. You have those countdown shows, but those countdown shows, those are pretty much – were recorded for the – and you can tell, too. They have some guys interviewed there that are their, you know, 2012 selves or whatever. And they'll integrate a few things. They'll put a little, like a little Roman Reigns in there every so often. But for the most part, those countdowns were all but done in about 2012. And a lot of the content, like, a lot of the countdown reflects that as well. So that, that's another yeah, thing. Uh, WrestleMania been, Rewind yeah. as well is, is another one that they sort of added when WrestleMania came out, but obviously now have, have, have stalled and slowed down on that too. So, some
1: of those WrestleMania Rewinds were filmed so long ago that Pat Summerall was doing the voiceovers. And yes, exactly. Been, yes, so, been,
0: the guy who was doing the voiceovers he's dead. He's so, been
1: <laughs> dead for two years. And, he you know, he was the guy doing the voiceovers. Voiceovers. So, I mean, um, they're just, you know, so even the people who are already paying for the thing, you know, aren't getting a ton of new content either. And, um, you know, it's, it's, and now it's all this, you know, Meltzer reported the other day, uh, you know, he made the comment that the people who work for the network have no idea what's going on. They have no Mm -hmm. clue. So um, even the people who are, are working on the thing, Still don't know what direction they're going, what they plan on adding, what they plan on doing.
0: And yeah, director of programming has been let go. I forgot to mention that in my list of... That was
1: a while ago. I mean, we talked yeah. about that, you know, a month or more ago. Where they... But that was
0: just, uh, oh, that executives leave all the time.
1: Who right. Of Baghdad Bob And obviously again. he's been replaced very quickly right.
0: by, oh, wait, nobody. So
1: right. you know. Baghdad Bob again. There's nothing to yeah. see here. You know, <laughs> oh, uh,
0: guys. Was... CEOs get fired four months after they come with the company all the time. <laughs> it's nothing.
1: You know, look, still it's, haven't
0: announced it's... a replacement yet, so...
1: You know, I over the weekend, I probably watched 15 to 20 hours of the network. I I watched all those great American bashes during the marathon. Uh, I watched, you know, all the regular shows of the, you know, your superstars, your NXTs, uh, your main events that I watch every week. So, again, you know, I love the thing. You love the thing. There's there's frustrating aspects about the thing, but it's really hard not to call the rollout. Uh, I don't want to use the word disaster. But it's been a fa- – I think failure to this point is a yeah, fair, that, is a that's fair a failure word. Failure
0: is absolutely – I mean it's, it's absolutely what you could call it is a failure thus far. And to that's this, not to say it's – and point. again, we have to qualify. Because everyone's going to there they're going to go out of business. We're not – we're just saying as it stands right now, you, you it would be hard-pressed to not say this has been a failure. It hasn't – it's not a success. I mean at, at what point do we stop doing the – Oh, you know, there's the give it time, give it time, give it time. Well, you know what? They're not giving it time, really. I mean, they they wouldn't be doing what they're doing right now and cutting budget and that sort of stuff if they were being patient. It's obviously
1: wearing thin. The moves being made and the things being done now are not things you do when something is working. That's the bottom line. It's not – it hasn't been working. And uh, we seem to have this conversation once a month on this show, and then it inevitably leads into what should they do. I, I don't know what they should do. And they clearly don't know what they should do. They have no clue what they should do. Um, and, and, and we suspected that they've had no clue what they should do. But now the, the report's coming out that, 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 the, that the people working on the network literally don't know what's going on. So they don't. They, yeah. they, it's confirmed that they don't know what the hell to do about it. The,
0: the functionality of the whole thing, too, is I, I, I assumed when the thing first rolled out and, – and you sort of get it. And it, it was a little raw at first. It was like – it was tough to get to certain things and, and – it, the search function wasn't very good. And the problem is it's still not any better. I, when I initially signed in my first time, I said, okay, they just kind of threw all this stuff up here and said, go at it, you know, do whatever you want. But over time, we're going to get updates. We're going to get you know rebrands, that sort of stuff, really to make it look a lot better. I mean, if you look at Netflix when it first started streaming to what it is now, it's night and day. And there's still a lot of work for Netflix to be done. But we haven't seen a thing with the network. What sort of The search function is completely awful. And, and there there is some little weird things, too. And and I think one of the problems that we always kind of run into when we talk about this is we'll get people on there that go, well, you know, I, I watch it all the time. And it's like, yeah, I get that you do. But they're not, we're not the target audience. We are not the people that they need to have subscribed to this damn thing because we're the same people that probably subscribe to 24-7. That we don't care. We're, we, if, if we can watch an Old Class of the Champions, we're good. The other thing, too, is we know what these different shows are. Like, I know specifically if I go watch this and this, I know know what I'm going to get. I know if I'm going to watch, you know, the ECW in 1995, what I'm sort of going to get. There's a lot of people that go in there and they might be saying, oh, I want to see The Rock's first match or something. I know that's from Survivor Series 96, but does that person know it? I don't know. And if you try to search it up, God forbid, you're not going to find it. You can type in The Rock and you're going to get 7,000 results of every match The Rock's ever had.
1: The other problem, too, is if you type in The Rock on the results, uh, you don't just get matches, you get the Rock hits a rock bottom on mankind. Uh, like, right,
0: you get these weird little odd clip things like, that are like, yeah. Who
1: gives a shit? Why, why let would, me that, watch this why would watch that even? Video. Why would that come up? Why would that come up? Why the would, Rock giving
0: the people's elbow to Billy Gunn in nineteen ninety nine. I right, need to definitely why, see why would, this. Yeah.
1: Why would these bullet points from random matches come up in a search? It should just be matches and segments, or just matches. Really, you know. But you know, I don't understand that that whole thing, like match finishes and spots in matches. Uh, you, are coming up in searches. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And and meanwhile, there's there's entire matches left off of the search, which I don't. You're right. The search function's a joke. Um, I don't even use it anymore. Uh, it, it just it just it's it doesn't really serve any purpose. And you're right about that. If you want to, fi- you know, there's a ton <clears> of content on there when it comes to the pay per view shows, and whatnot, and some of the old Raws. Um, but the fact of the matter is, it's it's kind of daunting, because if you're just it's a casual... It's overwhelming you, for casual fans. I mean, I have I have a friend who's 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 relatively... I wouldn't put him
0: as a casual. i put him a little bit above that, but he has a hell of a time. I mean, he, he's asking me, what, hey, you know, there's that match, this, this, and this. What card's are on? And I'm a moron, so I know exactly in two seconds because I go to, you know, wrestling trivia and, and sweep the entire thing, because I'm too... This is all my life has been, is this garbage that, that I know, but he doesn't know. I mean, he's he, he can search it up on Google if he wants, but he shouldn't have to go that extra step to figure out what he... You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's the thing you he's get there. You know what it is? You're his search function
1: because the search right. function doesn't work.
0: Because he's tried and he goes, ah, I, I got nothing. And it's just it, the way it's laid out, too, is kind of weird because I mean, like, we understand what the word of a a pay per view is, but some people might not really, you know what I mean? Like, I, I it's sometimes for me, I get kind of confused. Okay, in ring is what? Oh, NXT is on in ring. What's vault? Oh, vault's like, I mean, why is, why is the raw replay in ring? Why is the 94 raw in ring, but the vault? ECW is, 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 is right. you know, 1994 ECW is in the vault, right? It's just, it, it's confusing. And, and when it came out, I was fine with that. That's okay. That's cool. And, you know, I'm not complaining from my standpoint because I totally understand, but I'm thinking of if I'm a casual person that just goes into this thing, wh- what the hell am I going for? I mean, wh- what's going on here?
1: You're right. And what like, am I
0: watching it, for either? Because I watch, I sit down, I plot my ass down every <laughs> Monday for three hours for free, turn on USA and watch it. Why do I want to go and get this thing? I, what I is there it, for me? Like, and that's, I I really, from a casual standpoint, I don't know what, I couldn't tell you. If someone no, sat right. me down and, you know, the, the old sell me this pen, someone, if some random person said, sell me the WWE network, I don't know what I would say other than, yeah, well, you can watch, you know, old killer bees matches. <laughs> like, you know, no one's going
1: to want to do that. Like casual things. You do. Right. Yes. But why the, why the hell would anybody else want to? I think, I think that that's sort of a point that we've beaten home to over the last uh, couple months is that. Old casual fans do not care about old content, and I will tell you what, everyone thinks that the saving grace is going to be the uh, the Attitude Era stuff, and yeah. I've I've never bought that. From day one, I haven't bought that because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I think the Attitude, if they, if they if they put the Attitude Era Raw, if they put from Survivor Series '97 uh, until the Houston WrestleMania, is that a fair timeline for the Attitude Era? Uh, um, what was the first one? Survivor Series '97. Mr. McMahon's... Yes, yeah, that's okay. right.
0: Yeah, no, that's, so, yeah, that's what I would... So let's by. say... I,
1: you can maybe go the whole 97,
0: but I, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you slide on that. Okay, I think so, that's okay, so
1: we'll say when, when McMahon screwed Brett yep. until the Houston WrestleMania, okay? Let's use that just for the sake of argument. If they announce tomorrow that they're putting up every piece of content they have from between those two eras on the network, I have no doubt that there'd be a spike in buys. But here's the thing. None of those people... A very tiny percentage—I won't say none—a tiny percentage of those people would re-up after six months, because after you watch a couple of those RAWs and a couple of those pay—the per views are already there—a couple of those pay-per-views, a couple of those RAWs, maybe SmackDown here or there, uh, whatever the case may be—and uh, once you've sat- satiated that fix that you have, to yep. s- this Attitude Era stuff.
0: You're going to watch a few of the ones that you can find, you know, the, the Austin right? Spring beer on people, and sure. you know,
1: you know. And whether you whether it holds up for you or not, because that's not my argument right now. I, let's just assume that you that you you're going to watch yeah. it all back and enjoy it. You, you what's there for you after those six months? You're going to watch it for for two or three weeks and be super into it, and come home from work and check it out, and the novelty is going to wear out, which is exactly what happened to a lot of people who ordered it initially that we speak to. The novelty wore out. Or it's just too – it's either – a lot of people say it's too overwhelming. A lot of people mm. say they're just, hey, look, they're not adding enough stuff, and the novelty has worn out for me. And the same thing is going to happen with those people who are sitting there waiting for the Attitude Era stuff. You're not going to keep renewing that. How, how many times can you watch the same Raws over yeah. and over? That's, that's a six-month deal right there. You're not going to – those people aren't going to come back. So that's going to be artificial too. So I don't want to hear about old content. Old content is never going to drive this bus. They need to get creative with new content. That's the bottom yep. line. And, and you know, I'm not saying there's not, not a place for the old content because the 700,000 people who already own the thing you know, are the people who were excited by the idea of the old content. But what you need to do to keep us now is to add some more shit. Add some more shit because they
0: yeah, there's a lot that I'm I really I, I got into the, 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 the yeah we're at a point now where you and I are even saying that I mean I've watched most of the 94 raws which I wanted to do I've watched all you know all of the WCCW that they have up there I haven't done all the ECW but I'm at a point now I mean I'm gonna get if once I get to the end of the ECW then I'm kind of like okay and that's the there thing I am too. you know I mean
1: I already saw the ECW but I'm, I'm watching it again because I enjoy it and it's nostalgic for me because it's it Right at the point where they stopped is where I started actually being in the building for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in 1995 when I started going to those shows. So there's a nostalgia aspect for me. So I'm rewatching all that. The World Class was great because there was so little of that that I that I had seen before. And um, you know, I'm you know, I would love for them to add another territory that I've never seen. You know, it, all, I would love some fresh content that I've never seen. Uh, you know, I'm not even sure what they own anymore. I just assume that yeah, they I mean, own. We yeah, we know that,
0: that we, we we have an idea that they bought the Puerto Rico thing with Carlos Cologne going to the Hall of Fame. So that that's something that would be fun. I mean, they they, they and Meltzer's always said that too. They they put up maybe what 10 I forgot what his number is. Is like 1% or whatever. I I I of the don't total know hours that, that they own. Yeah, of of what they own and what they've put up so far. But there's some, I mean, we we they own a lot that we don't even know about, but. I, I tell nothing's, you... Nothing on there. And, and and the thing that's funny, too, is... And, and we could beat that, and we were saying that now, and that's, again, what I was trying to tell people earlier today, is, is we, we know for a fact that what drives this thing is, is, is new original content for a lot of people. You know, you said you wanted new territories, new that stuff. A lot of people want new content, new that stuff. And what's the first thing that gets cut with budgets?
1: The Legends House
0: and, 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 and Tough Enough. I mean, yep. those are the things that cost money. So it's at a point now where it, it's going to cost money to get to that next level, but...
1: And when you don't and, want to when, and when you look at it, uh, you know Legends House every week was in the top three most watched shows mm-hmm. when it was first run. So it's 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 pretty obvious that it's the new content that people want. I mean, twenty four seven proved that, and the stuff that people watch on the network proved that. Um, because all the most watched uh, shows that they show on Raw, if that stuff isn't worked, which I, I don't know that it is or isn't, people have told me that it isn't and it's legitimate. What is it? It's it's the pa- It's the Current pay-per-views, in other words, like the pay-per-views that they're showing live, not the the older pay-per-views, you know, Legends House, all the newer content. Main event is always like, you know, around the top five people. It's it's new content that's going to bring people in. And if you're not making those people happy by not bringing in new content and you're not making the current subscribers happy by not adding more old content, who are you making happy at this point? Yeah. So... I mean, we tell people we love the thing and then all we do is pick on it. So, uh, you know, I can kind of see why people get a little annoyed with us. But the fact is, I mean, we're here to just we have to be honest about it. You know, we can't we can't look at it through rose colored glasses because we like the thing and I like it. But it's it's a very frustrating tool at the same time, too. Yeah, it's very frustrating. You know, there's there's so much content that they could add. There's so many things that they could do differently. And nobody wants it to be a success. you think, listen. Do you think me and Rich want to pay more for the thing when they inevitably yeah. raise the price? <laughs>
0: no. I, uh, I quite enjoy it. And my... I got news
1: for you. They're going to raise the price. If you don't think they're going to raise the price, you're nuts. You're nuts if you don't think they're going to raise the price. That's coming. That is an absolute certainty at this point. And then we're going to have that Bombs coming out of the woodwork again.
0: Well, and one more thing before we get out is the or uh, move on, not get out. We're, we're done. We're done, Joe. <laughs> Record 30 minutes, we're 30 out. 30 minutes, Um. <laughs> the international is the key thing we keep hearing as well and and that's the initial is well they haven't launched internationally so we we don't know until those international happens well thankfully uh Ghana he uh he put something out today um talking a little bit about that because he's one that's that sort of from the beginning said you know there, there might be a lot of international people still doing this and, and 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 Dave Meltzer said it as well and we've done I mean again it's it's a lot of it has been sort of speculation based off numbers, which apparently people don't like. Apparently, if you speculate, you either have to know it 100% or you can't speculate whatsoever or do any sort of research on your own or else forget it. It's out. out. And me saying that international matters means more than you researching it. But okay, anyway. But so he put out a piece today. um, I'll link it in the the show post as well that – he linked to one of his original pieces that he was talking about the network, and this is from one of their old KPI conference calls, and this is January fourteenth, two thousand fourteen, which which explicitly says that, that WWE did not think international was going to be a big deal. You know how we we keep saying, or you, you get these kind of white knights saying, well, they have to launch internationally. Let's wait till they launch internationally. So this is a uh, this is this, this document is an older. Um, this comes from January uh, two thousand fourteen. This uh, I, I mentioned. I'll put it in the show post. Here and, and it's from them. It's from WWE, and it was at a. It was one of their KPI things. It was one of their WWE Network conference calls where they put it out there. And and we keep hearing, you know, obviously the the international buys. Or when international comes, they're going to be better. We can't judge them until international. Well, truth be told, WWE doesn't think that international is that big of a deal either. Because if you look at this, what they essentially say, and this comes right from them, their projections of what international is to them, they say international subscribers for phase one, which is phase one, is UK, Canada, New Zealand, Singapore, Hong Kong, and Nordic. I don't know why they chose those. I remember at the time we were kind of. Curious. But anyway, they said it's only between 250,000 to 1.5 million subscribers. So that's all. I mean, that's
1: a pretty wide range, too.
0: I mean, that's, yeah, two
1: That's a ridiculous.
0: (laughs) It's essentially it could be a million more than we say, or it could be, you know, it's either. Basically,
1: you know how I read that statement?
0: We have no freaking idea. We have no freaking idea how
1: many people are going to order this. Yeah, because that's a very wide range.
0: But you look at that and, and you, you sort of understand from that projection how they sort of added that to their general ideas is that what you, we have these fans that are saying, oh, well, this is, this is a big deal to them or this is going to be it. Is it to them, though? I don't really know if it is. I mean, if, if they would have – this is sort of when they laid out their budget. And this is to, con- this is to investors, mind you. This is not just what the, sort of a press release they sent out to us peons or whatever. This is to their investors. And they basically in this thing just say, look, the international is not that big of a deal. Don't worry about it. That's how I read that.
1: Look, here, here's the thing about the international. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care. They could argue with us until they're blue in the face. I, I am positive that a decent chunk of the current subscribers are already international. And no yep. one's changing my mind. Because uh, Chris Harrington did the research. Dave Meltzer did the research. They both did independent research. Polls From, from each other. They both did independent research. And they both came to the exact same fucking number of of the percentage of subscribers that yeah. they think are coming from overseas.
0: Off by like 4% or the something. The exact
1: like same fucking number they came up with. Independent research from two of the sm- smartest guys, the two smartest guys in the world that you're going to find to do that kind of research. Who on earth would you trust to do this particular research other than those two men? There's nobody. You can't name another person because that person doesn't exist. These are the two guys. And they came up with the same exact fucking number independently, by the way. They're both convinced through their research that something like, and I don't remember the exact number, somewhere around 20% of the current subscribers.
0: Yeah, it was. I I think uh, Chris had put somewhere around, I think, 16 to 18, and then Dave had put somewhere around 20. And here's the thing with
1: Dave. If you remember reading what he wrote, he gave the WWE the benefit of the doubt in every situation at every point in the research as well. He said, all right, well, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on, on this number and this number. And he still came up with something around 20%. It could, be, yeah. it could be higher than that. But they both came up with a very similar number. And now we get this cryptic message board post from Dave today saying that the WWE thinks that 80,000 subscribers are coming from Germany. <laughs> okay? That number seems absurd to me because that's like 12%. Yeah,
0: of the entire network, yeah, (laughs) that we know
1: of. So that number seems very hard to believe. He never followed up on it, so we don't know, you know, it's just something he said on a message board. But I mean, geez, and Germany isn't exactly, I mean, I wouldn't even believe that number if it was the UK. Yeah. He's saying it's Germany. And this is pre-rollout. Pre-international rollout. They already own the thing. Let me tell you something, people. Get- how
0: many how many international followers of ours do you think don't own this thing? I,
1: I, all of them do. Right. All the ones that want it have it.
0: Got it. Because I mentioned on a previous show, I did a Google search. It took me 0.3 seconds and I found a million things of how to get WWE Network
1: they, overseas. They all talk about it. They all, ca- it, it. Yeah. Yeah. they all casually talk about it on Twitter.
0: I forget that a lot of these guys are interna- – I forget that it's not launched internationally because so many of our international followers chat with us and talk to us about all of it. Let me tell you something have a lot of nxt discussions even though they're not getting it i don't know how they're doing it
1: but if people think this number is going to jump dramatically when international comes out they're crazy they're nuts they're not paying attention if you think this number is going to jump dramatically when international comes out those people already have it. they already have it it'll get a little it'll go up a little but yeah but you're not going to see a significant jump for that you know and and um the attitude everything i do think you'll see a spike there but i I don't think they'll retain those people.
0: Yeah, it's not sustained, yeah. And that's a big issue, too, is, is it's nice to have these little numbers, but we're, we're coming up to that point now. It's, uh, September will be that point, that six-month point. And, you know, we've heard from people. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to get rid of it, but I've heard from a lot of people that said, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm I've using it from, enough.
1: I've heard from hardcore fans. who are, Look at John Solomon. Yeah. That guy's a hardcore fan. Absolutely. That guy's a huge wrestling fan. There, there's a guy. He flat out told us he's not re-upping. You know, so there's been there's been hardcore fans who have, who have told you know this is all anecdotal stuff, but you know it's it's that have told us that they're not coming back. because there's just not enough on there for them. So you know, and and you know, I I don't know. I I, I hate to be all doom and gloom again, but it's just the honest truth. I it's just it's d- 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 when when was the last time good news came out concerning the network? Right. Show me something.
0: Which if, if they wanted to, they could put. I mean, if if things were going well. They would put out. I mean, and that's the thing are that I've always said. If
1: things were going well, they'd be shouting it from the rooftops.
0: That's what I mean. And, and people are always saying, "Well, they, they, they're not going to announce the number until." So da, da, da. Well, they're not going to. I swear to God, if they got a thousand, if they got a thousand freaking people subscribing in one day, they'd be shouting to the moon about a thousand people subscribed to the WWE Network. You don't think Michael Cole would be <laughs> screaming it out on the, Raw? The lat, the ten thousand people subscribed over the we- the Fourth of July weekend. Absolutely. The, the fastest growing. Wrestling based <laughs> web app and the it's, it's like you know yeah making up
1: contrived statistics like it's, they make up stats about everything absolutely uh, it, the, the the last number they gave us was a shade under seven hundred thousand you yeah. don't think if they had a million that they'd be screaming after oh problems? that million
0: mark I mean they would it, right and that's people, I, that's the thing that i am always said if they had hit a million at any point during this you really really don't think that this the the, the company that we always say with the subtlety hammer would not mention that. Give me a break. That they hit a million subscribers,
1: if nothing else, to satiate the uh the investors. Forget, forget right. the forget thumping the yeah. chest <laughs> to the viewers, if nothing else, to, to throw a little bone at the investors.
0: Hey, look, yeah, I know you're I know you're ditching us, but we got to a million. You know we're on the right path now.
1: So, I haven't heard that yet. And let me and let me remind people of something else too, that we always like to talk about. The break even number keeps getting higher and higher with more money they lose. Yeah, it's not a stat. It's it's not a a, a number. Uh, that remains uh, stagnant the break even number because if the break even number you remember at one point it was a million then it was a million two then it was a million and a half then it was a mil- 1.75 as you keep losing money the breakeven point gets higher and higher. Um, so there's that to consider as well which is why they're again they're slashing the budget because it, they, you know and, and, the, and the price raise is coming it, it you know it's it, there's no question in my mind the price raise is coming and what they need to figure out is how high can they go with the price hike? which will mitigate the number of people who won't come back because right. of the price hike. And that's the number they have to figure out. I mean, obviously you'd rather have 800,000 subscribers at $19.99 a month than a million subscribers at $9.99. I mean, you'd rather have that. They have to figure out what that point is. I'm not saying that it's going to be, nine, I don't think it's going to $19.99 a month. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just throwing easy math out there. Um, but 14 dollars dollars 99 those are all definitely on the table, I would think. I could see them going as high as fourteen ninety
0: nine. Yeah, that.
1: I'd pay fourteen ninety nine.
0: I would. Yeah, I was. am trying to think of. Uh, I mean, I don't know if there's a point that I would really. I mean, maybe wow. somewhere around twenty bucks a month I probably wouldn't do, but fourteen, I'm for sure still in.
1: Twenty nine ninety nine. I'd really have to.
0: I'm the. $20. I'm the wrong person though, because I, I. use this thing when I'm not talking to you or I'm not out. I'm watching. That I thing, have it so. on. I
1: have it on as my background noise constantly.
0: Right, so I I am not really the best judge, but yeah, I mean, 14, I would still do, but I I'm I'm weird. I'm worried that we're not the target audience again. We, we 15, continue yeah. to say that, yeah.
1: Fifteen bucks, I'm doing it. Um, twenty, I'd have to think about. It. You know what? Thirty dollars, I don't think I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I'm doing it if thirty. And that
0: would be, I don't think that's pretty insane. I don't
1: I don't, I don't like here's the, here's why here's why I wouldn't do it. I don't like their pay per views enough to justify spending thirty dollars for them. Right. And uh, I would find a way to see NXT and. Main mm-hmm. event uh, other ways. I mean, I'm not it, – what it comes down to is – what it really comes down to for me is how much am I willing to pay for these live pay-per-views? I see nine ninety-nine as an incredible value for these live pay-per-views where half of them I don't even like. I didn't even like WrestleMania because I'm not a huge WWE fan. I'm in and out with WWE. You know what I mean? I'm one of those guys where when it's going good, I enjoy it. But most of the time, I, I could take or leave the WWE as a product. So I'm not paying 30 bucks a month for their shows. You know, so I don't know. Fifteen, fourteen ninety nine. I think I'd still be in.
0: I'm in. I'm in for fourteen ninety nine, but
1: about twenty. You in for twenty?
0: Twenty gets tougher, but I'd, <sighs> I maybe I would make twenty four. Um, my sort of limit because that that anything under twenty is still okay. I think to me, because that still seems like a value. But man, you're getting kind of close now. I mean, that that's that would almost be a thing where, you know, would I do it six months during the winter? Yeah, probably. but I maybe skip it during the summer? If possible, when I'm homeless, yeah, maybe. I mean, that that might be a thing where I don't know if I'd get twenty dollars worth out of it. I mean, I I do watch it constantly though, so I, I I'm I, again I'm the wrong one to really say here, but yeah, it's it's. A lot of weird stuff going on, and Lots, we're going to find know, out pretty if, soon. If, yeah. If
1: if UStream goes away, maybe I would pay twenty or thirty. Cause I have yeah. A lot more money in my budget to uh to watch wrestling. Se-
0: you were just the segue Se- master today. Number yeah. two,
1: you like how I slipped that.
0: Chop it up there. I was I was trying to figure out where you're going there. I'm like, what are you talking? Oh right, we are talking about UStream. Right, right, right. That was good. That was really That's good. It. That's you know what. You're not gonna get replaced. Maybe
1: you should bring on special guests every other week to keep me.
0: Just to get you, get the fire light, the All fire right, under light you. the
1: fire under me, you know. I can't... Although I'm the person who still hasn't reviewed NXT, and it's <laughs> we're going on like a week now. I haven't been home. And the thing is, is it was a very, it was an excellent edition of NXT. I really.
0: I'll review it tonight. I'll, I'll, I won't. Lie, watch a lot it. of good
1: stuff. Did you, did you, know the spoilers? Um, I tried to stay away as much as I could. I've I'm, seen some I'm stuff. I'm Not but... gonna ruin it for you because I thought the okay. NXT was excellent. It's been it's been an okay show lately. Well, no, see, I, that's it's, that's where we disagree, though. You 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 okay? You've hated it a lot. All, I, I I've been all over the NXT because it feels like wrestling is full sale with all these goofy undercard comedy gimmicks that is not preparing these people well for the roster. I, yeah, I, I take it as a as, as a
0: single. See, I'm okay, I'm okay with that a little bit because I'm looking at it less from like. I, I see your point, though. I told, I, I, and I, I, obviously I've wrote about that, but I see it more as an individualized show where I'm sort of entertained by these guys on this particular show, and not thinking of, you know, I it's see, like going to a minor okay, league baseball so- game and being like well, these guys aren't properly prepared for the major leagues versus this game is fun, you know what That's I mean? That's a fair point. It, so you're just... It's dollar hot dog and dollar beer night and I'm having a good time versus, oh, man, these guys aren't living the fundamentals that are you know are going to translate to the Anaheim Angels, you know, that sort of deal.
1: You're just enjoying the show for what it is.
0: Yeah, right. I, I sort of try to take out the fact that these guys are going to the next level. See, but... I,
1: I see when I watch NXT and I see the VOD villains come out and I think it's cute, you know, the first time I see it, but then I can't kick the thought of if you put this fucking thing on the main roster, it's gonna die a, a painful death, and you know it's it's just it's 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 not gonna work. I mean, these guys, you're potentially giving them career suicide by sticking them on TV in this goofy, you know, Chikara type gimmick, as we've seen with Adam Rose, as we've seen with Emma, and all the other cutesy little things that get over in front of 400 people. But then the main roster looks at it and they say, "What the fuck is this shit?" You know what I mean? So, um, it, it's hard for me to separate it, but I see where you're coming from, and that's probably a better way to approach it. But uh, in terms of, you know, for the ten people out there that read the Superstars reviews, um, you know, I went on a very healthy NXT rant two weeks ago, you know, talking about these little cutesy gimmicks that they have down there that have no shot of going anywhere on the main roster. I don't care what anybody says. None of these cutesy little gimmicks have any shot of going anywhere on the main roster. And it looks bliss, and it, sir. And it almost seems like it almost. <laughs> Seems like everybody in NXT is too busy trying to uh, uh, get pops from each other in the back, So coming mm-hmm. up with these little creative cutesy, you know, Chikara type gimmicks. Um, you know, you can transfer. It's almost like NXT has slowly morphed into a developmental territory for Chikara. You could transfer so many of these act like. The- oh, they'd be great. Yeah. The, the vaude villains. Chikara, ima- Chikara really needs I- them. Seriously, so. could you imagine the vaude villains in Chikara? I mean, it's... They kind of already have guys. They- they're they're made for Chikara. It's- could you imagine? Nice stable with Jervis Cotton Belly and uh. I mean, it, it's it's you know Fontaine, that'd be yeah, that'd be good. To me, what NXT is lacking, where are the uh, serious main event potential main event level ass kickers uh, that you need to? Where is the? Ne- Listen, they talked all this trash about the performance center and NXT. We're only hiring potential main eventers. Those are their <laughs> words, not mine, right, Rich? Yeah. We're only looking to hire people who can potentially – Yeah, we don't
0: want David Richards. We want guys yeah, that are... we want
1: people who can potentially – Main Event WrestleMania. Yeah. We want the next sto- – They actually threw names out. They said, we want the next Stone Cold. We want the next Rock. We want the next John Cena. Uh, Alexa Bliss and her fairy dust gimmick is going to – I mean, you're, you're, look, a lot of that's just lip service and corporate speak. I understand that. But at the same time, you can't say that – and then, then look, and there's room for undercard acts. That's not what I'm mm-hmm. saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. There's room for comedies, but it seems like everything they're churning out is an undercard comedy act. Yeah,
0: who's that Who's that next guy that you're looking at? And, and even a Sami Zayn, who we love, he's great on there. But i he's sort of got this little ceiling that I think that, that he could just be the, the best baby face in the company, but I don't know if he's going to be that, that top tier guy, but other than him, I mean, you really, really get, I mean, Tyler breeze is their next biggest guy.
1: There's oh, another one. That's, I mean, Tyler breeze. That's a perfect, that's not example. gonna,
0: I mean, that's not, he can't be what he is now. You know, Tyler, breeze on, on is, Rockstar, yeah.
1: somebody watched Zoolander at two in the morning on Netflix. <laughs> And, and, and came up with Tyler Breeze. I mean, it's it's yeah, right. Like Vince is watching Netflix. Give me a break. like. Vince has oh, it was on Netflix. I thought it was like a Oh VH... no, because because like, he sees movies like six years after. Like he has any like, clue. Like he has, has to become... like he has any clue what Zoolander is. I, I, no, he's seen. He he just watched Zoolander. I bet everything I own that Vince McMahon doesn't. Have. Have a clue okay. what Zoolander is. Are you kidding me? This is, <laughs> guy's lost. Um, no, but <laughs> seriously, someone.
0: I, I think he has seen it, but he just watched it two weeks ago. We'll, 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 we'll agree to disagree on that. Someone
1: down in Florida watched Zoolander and slapped that on Tyler Breeze. And I mean, look, the fact of the matter is, these, these silly NXT gimmicks, you know, these people who have these gimmicks are eventually going to have to break away from those gimmicks if they're going to be serious main event caliber players on the main roster. Tyler Breeze in his current incarnation is going nowhere on the main roster. Nowhere. Do you agree with that or no? Am I off base? I think he, I, I don't know if
0: nowhere, but not any place that's really going to be significant or anything that's going to really matter in, in, in the end. He, right now, he seems like a really fun guy. Oh, we're, oh I'm watching... <laughs> what? There's a crash. <laughs> Live on Raw. We're, we're getting WWE Network, because obviously they're going hard, because everything's going well. Uh, we got a graph here that says 90% satisfaction rate for the WWE Network, according to Random Research Company. So there's a graph just showing upward momentum and showing a 9% wow. satisfaction rate for the WWE if Network. they say so, so. My numbers... So you you get it, Joe. You go get it right now. Cause... My numbers
1: differ. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. A lot of these... I apologize. But <laughs> a go. lot of these NXT gimmicks, I, I really think that, you know... And it's an uphill battle when you have to break away from a goofy gimmick. And, uh, I mean, you look at the Spear Squad. I mean, you get typecast. One, that, that's... One, look at the Spear Squad. Yeah. One guy survived, and... The guy that's, he had to go away
0: for three years. And, and he <laughs> had to
1: go away for so long and change so drastically that most people don't realize he was in the Spirit Squad to begin with. So it's it's very tough to get these goofy gimmicks, and it's not impossible. I can come up with examples of guys who have survived terrible gimmicks or comedy gimmicks or little cutesy things like like they do down in NXT, but it's not easy. It's not easy. It really takes an exceptional talent to break away from that. You know what I mean? Adam Rose would have a lot of trouble now shaking that. You know, Emma's dead in the water. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you know, Regardless of whether she continues on her path. Right. Of,
0: she was dead regardless you know, of whatever. Whether yeah. she's um... Repo
1: Man or Jean-Pierre Lafitte or whatever. You know, that doesn't matter. She's dead in the water.
0: Yeah. And and you look at guys. I mean, the only guys that really sort of come out to me initially of, of watching NXT is you have Colin Cassidy, who I don't think is that great. But I think he's a guy that could sort of his act. I'm trying to think of guys whose acts, acts can translate too a i mean colin cassidy i would say maybe but i think because thing is uh, really
1: i think colin cassidy has a ton of potential
0: yeah he's that his one doesn't really shout at you i mean he has the soft thing or whatever but that's not like a, oh my god well, enzo, you know here's enzo, what i'm listen, doing enzo
1: amore is great
0: enzo amore is good too um yeah i'm trying to think of guys that have any sort of well, potential Zane, to be Zane,
1: obviously but you don't have to you know zinc
0: yeah the ascension that, what about your boy, uh, your bison? <laughs> or what's, uh, what's his guy? horrible name? Now let me tell you something. Bull Dempsey. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad
1: you brought up Bull Dempsey. Because Bull Dempsey came out, and if it wasn't... He's favoriting this right now, by the way. If we, listen, if we yeah, Bull it. Dempsey, who does vanity search. Uh, Bull Dempsey came out, and listen, I, when they signed this guy, I was all over them for signing him. Because he was terrible on the indie scene. You look up his indie matches on YouTube, this guy is he's so bad. He doesn't have the look that they go for. Uh, obviously, everyone sees that now. And his in-ring work was just stale and boring. And I think his NXT debut backed up that that point tonight. His ma- that was the worst match of the year. If if the Camacho versus uh, who's the dollar store CM Punk? Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, the recently retired uh, your Corey Graves. Right, Corey
1: Graves. Corey Graves Camacho from earlier in the
0: year. I forgot. I forgot you called
1: okay. Him that. Okay. Earlier in the year, the Corey Graves the Corey Graves Camacho match is 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 going to be my. Do you guys have Aldi's? Do you guys have Aldi? Yeah, we do. We do. By you? Okay. Is the Aldi? Uh, yeah. I, I shop at Aldi.
0: I like it. That's how I afford this website. So the, go ahead. The,
1: the Corey Graves Camacho <laughs> match from NXT is the worst match not only of the year but one of the worst matches I've ever seen. That was not good. If, no. if it wasn't for that match, this Bull Dempsey debut would easily be the worst match. It was so what bad. What was
0: that? The what? It's, I'm the strong, powerful guy, but here, let me do a headlock with you gonna, for 20 change. minutes, and then it's over, and I do one power move the entire time. Yes. So, just
1: like Stan Hansen. Just like Stan but, Hansen but, taught him. But, but, <laughs> the last real man in wrestling. But let me tell you, um, he comes out, he looks like shit, he has a terrible match, he cuts a promo that leaves a lot to be desired, but let me tell you something about Bull Dempsey. At least he's different, and he's not played for comedy. He stands out, and he's not out there being a goofball. And you don't, know, he's not—you know—everybody's not laughing and having a—you know—it's—it's—it's it's something different. There's a place on the card for comedy. There's a place on the card for little for Santino type acts. OK, I don't want to see that shit, but there's a place on the card for it. There's a place on the card for the vaude villains. There's a place on the card for 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 your your Adam Roses, who's already been demoted to superstars. OK, there's a place on the card for that. But NXT is just too much of that. It's too much of that. And that wasn't the purpose of NXT. The purpose of NXT, as they told us, yeah. was to create the next
0: superstars.
1: We're only hiring superstars, baby. We don't want you if you don't have the uh, main event potential. Bullshit. Look at the gimmicks they're putting these people in.
0: Yeah. I think Charlotte's awesome. I think she's going to be.
1: Charlotte's true. You know, she's been tremendous.
0: Yeah. She's she's one that stands out to me and I, I, on the the female side. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, it's, I mean, Mojo Raleigh is not going to be, and obviously the, his character is, is is a weird sort of one. I mean, there, there's, Mojo, you're right. Listen, Mojo Raleigh stinks. He's uh, awful, yeah.
1: Look what they did to Becky Lynch. I mean, oh. That was horrendous. That was the worst. You want to talk about just just typical WWE, stereotypical subtlety hammer. Uh, hey, guess what, guys? She's Irish. I mean, yes,
0: here's jig. Mu- here's here's Irish music in a jig and she's, because she's of wearing course.
1: green and yep, because she's Irish, Her hair yeah. is extra red. And
0: uh, Neville is not. Uh, I don't think he's a star.
1: Neville is not a star.
0: I'm not. I'm. I've been less and less into him. I mean, that's basically it. We've we've run down basically the guys that I would consider in the the Neville's the is, upper echelon. I mean, the you know the the Ascension I mean, is is what they are. They they come out and they have a cool entrance and the they're done. Asc- the
1: Ascension stinks. They the Ascension belongs in 1986. Uh, you know, doing a first round job in the Crockett Cup. That's where they yeah. belong.
0: They. I, I like Kalisto a lot, but he's not a main eventer. I mean, not a
1: main eventer. No, I mean you know it's and and look, th- that's the problem. They just lack those potential future yeah. main eventers where, you know, uh, it's, 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 and it's, it's way too cute. It's getting way too cute. It's getting way too wrestling is it's getting way too Chikara. And you know, it's probably just a phase cause NXT goes through phases and, you know, I'm not even saying, look, I, here's the thing too. This kind of sounds like the network thing because I actually enjoy NXT. I mean, I do sit down and enjoy it, but I do shake my head at some of this shit and, uh, You know, the other thing is, I think they were a little too quick to call some of these people up. Uh, You know, Biss made a good point when he was on the show. Adam Rose instantly got over in front of that crowd, Mm -hmm. instantly got over on the Internet. But in reality, even though it seemed like he was down there for a significant amount of time because of the way they tape, he only did one or two tapings with the gimmick. So he didn't have a chance to really work out the kinks or find his groove or add something to it or take something away that didn't work. I mean, leave him down there for six months. You know, six months isn't even a lot of time. You know, they, he didn't have a chance to refine that act. And, you know, I think they, they, they called up a lot of people too soon as well. So uh, we, we weren't even planning on talking about What are this. we talking about? I don't even. You stream. You stream, yes. Your segue got lost. Let's
0: let's try to resegway you here. I don't know. So
1: Ustream, no. you stream, you tried.
0: <laughs> Speaking of. You, you <laughs>
1: attempted to get more information from Court Bauer yes. and from Stream so... directly. So go ahead.
0: Yeah, so I talked about this a little bit with Dylan last week, and and it sort of had just come out at at that point, is we were, Court Bauer on the the Bauer and Pollock show, which is a great show, by the way, if you don't listen to that. It's on live audio wrestling. Uh, You should listen to our stuff first, but then that afterwards. Um, He mentioned sort of in passing, and he he works for Ring of Honor, so he would know this as well, because obviously Ring of Honor just started doing live pay-per-views, and and in turn, you know, Ustream pay-per-views as well, sort of mentioned that Ustream is getting out of the pay-per-view business. He sort of said it as as, as sort of a back-ended, it wasn't necessarily, he just sort of mentioned it there and didn't have a ton of details. Um, I reached out to him and said, you know, do you have any details? And he essentially, and, and I have all these tweets here as well, and I put them in a, a Storify thing, which I'll put in the, the show post as well, but essentially said, I truly hope they reconsider, provide back support using their software on partner sites, a la UFC.tv, but no idea. So that's all he said there. Um, and th- this was about a week ago that I asked him. This was July 3rd. We hadn't gotten any new information over the weekend. Nothing really came up. It's just sort of been rumors that, oh, Ustream is looking to get out of the iPay business. And we've had a lot of people also asking us over the weekend – you know, what's the deal with G1? You know, and and we don't know. I mean, we're, we're what, two weeks out now without any clue of if G1's going to be because the, the 120 that they did last year where you buy all of them, is it case by case? We don't know. Another thing that was kind of interesting as well is this weekend and, and leading up to the Dylan show, you had asked me, okay, well, the iPay-per-view is, you know, July 4th, so I'll cover that, da 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 and I went, it's not on the Ustream site. It's not there. And and, and Dave Meltzer, he even, on his observer, said it's a, U, it's a Ustream iPay-per-view, you know, the, 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 J- the J- July 4th show is going to be on there. It's a Samurai TV show. It, it's from Corrigan Hall. All those previously had been on the the, the Ustream, because why not? We bought this Ustream thing. Let's just do it. It wasn't on there. So we had to, you know, it, it, it just, and there's no other, there's no additional shows. Past Kazuna Road was the last one that shows up on their Ustream. Obviously, Dragon Gate, we had the show uh, over the weekend that we'll talk about a little bit. They have the Kobe World, and then there's nothing else scheduled out of that, but that's not a big deal because Dragon Gate doesn't really do that. But more and more, it's looking like Ustream is not really planning anybody that was on Ustream. there's not much planned beyond this month so it's it it got a little weird i went to the g1 website too they have a little uh sub site a little mini site of the g1 i went there and you go to tv and internet pay-per-view there's three links at the top and i have um i mentioned i I tweeted this out a little bit earlier so you can check it out or i'm gonna have uh, this link in the post as well there's home news schedules and tickets card goods and then tv and internet pay-per-view that's blanked out you can't click that there's no Ustream logos on the, the G1 part of the website, though it's still on the normal part of their website, but the normal part just brings you to a link that gets you to Kazuna Road. And that's not been New Japan. New Japan has been very ahead of the game on scheduling these things out. I mean, you would go to that schedule and there was four or five shows up there. And, and there were these little spot shows. So so some people you know, it, it tweeted out to me, oh, well, they, th- this one was never scheduled. Well, that to me says something. That nothing was scheduled for this one. You, you know what I mean? That nothing for this July 4th show was scheduled because all those shows always were. All those Samurai TV shows were just on Whoa. there regardless. So, Because it was easy. It was, why not? We're showing them on Samurai TV. It takes two minutes to put it on the, the 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 Ustream as well. So let's do that. So I asked Kurt Bauer again if he had heard anything, because obviously it's a big deal to Ring of Honor. Uh, here's what I got um, back from him. And I, I, I tried to reach out to Ustream direct. I didn't hear anything. Uh, I'm going to try again tomorrow to actually act like I'm an interested pay-per-view party. participant and see where that goes. But Your as far head- as I know, they- nothing. Uh, yeah. Let
1: me cut in briefly. You're not going to get nothing from Ustream. No, no, because even...
0: they've, they've been very tight-lipped about it. There's nothing I, – I looked in press releases because I do a lot of tech stuff and, and social media. And that's what... I'm not seeing a thing on anything. And
1: not this. only that. I mean just simple customer service things nobody ever hears back from them.
0: Yeah, so, exactly. I mean you
1: ask them for a refund for whatever reason – they never communicate with you, and you'll randomly get your money back. Uh, Gabe running the show. <laughs> well, we know who the UStream boss is. That's right. Well, you'll, no. Well, here's the thing: they'll give you your money back, but you'll randomly get it back ten days later with no email, no nothing. It just pops back yeah. up in your account. So you're not going to hear back from UStream. But go ahead.
0: Okay, so here's what I got back from him. Um, I asked, you know, have you heard any more details? Because, you know, we have people asking us about G1. He says, nope, not sure when the drop dead date is for their iPay-per-view service. Hope it's after G1. He said they want to focus on live streaming content akin to being a live version of YouTube. iPay-per-view wasn't an area of business they had set out to pursue. It was a side thing. Uh, They weren't taking – they they were only taking uh, 10 to 15% of the action on iPay-per-view orders. They didn't want to go in that direction. So he said – he kind of speculates here. He goes, who knows? Uh, maybe they want an ad-based model. A la YouTube, YouTube is worth you know forty-five billion dollars based on that model. So so going into more of a uh, the IP review business, he says can't touch that. And 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 people that aren't aware, if you've ever been on YouTube streaming, it's a little bit different in the sense that you basically set it all up on your end. You have a streaming service, you have however you want to do it, and YouTube will just host it for you. What the good thing about that is they can put their ads on there. You can put your ads. It's a big money-making business. Ustream is a little bit different. Ustream is they have a lot of back-end support for you to put that up there. It's a lot easier if you can just sort of. As we mentioned with New Japan, they have their samurai TV feed that they just, you know, link up to UStream. It's way easier to do that, but it's a little bit—it's it, less of that. They also have less control. There's less ads. There's less of this stuff. It's—it's—it's—it's—they're—they're—they're they're, they're similar, but they're different in enough ways where YouTube makes a lot of money doing what they do, and and UStream obviously does not. So, what does this mean? I don't know. We're two weeks out G One. When when did we hear last year? Do you do you have, do you recall when we
1: well. I it, felt wasn't, like we heard of- it wasn't timely. What they did was they announced that all the shows would be available. But if you remember, there was a last-minute change to where they offered everything up as a package. Mm-hmm. That one, okay, one special right, right. price, remember? And we speculated that – well, uh, I forget. You know what? I can't even remember, but we, we, we did come up with some – Uh, reason why they would do it that way, but it was a last-minute decision for them. No, no, no. Wasn't it the other way around? They they offered it as one large package of every show, and then at the last minute, yeah, they, no,
0: and that's, that's, what, that's I, what I remember. Was, yes. I remember it being initially uh, the 150 and everybody was like, oh, well, hell, rah, who's going to pay rah, rah, that? Rah.
1: Right. And then, right. It, and
0: then when it got closer, they started saying, oh, okay, well, you can buy them individually. It was actually
1: the day of the first show. They then said we'll also offer them individually for – I think it was 14.99 a piece if I'm not mistaken or $15 a piece because Dragon Gate does the 14.99 gimmick. Yeah. gimmick. New Japan just does round numbers. So I think it was $15 a piece. And uh, that wasn't. Now we speculated that the reason was they wanted to get the 150 out of you. Yeah. But for the people, when they realized, all right, anyone who's going to buy it for one fifty by the last day, anyone who was casuals already it, did. Yeah. Right. Anyone, they,
0: the hardcore is already you've already bought. Yes,
1: it. and anyone who was planning on buying the 150 was going to do it by that point. So at that point, they broke them up and offered them separately, which we kind of thought would might have been kind of dirty business to not offer both at the same time. But at the same time, it was kind of clever as well.
0: And ended up working Um, out for anybody that's paid 150 who said, oh my god, thank you. This was the best value ever. After day day four, you were like, here's $200 more. Well, I'll tell
1: you what, they're very lucky it was good.
0: Yeah, because if it, a lot of people were pissed off, a lot of people, lot were. Of people I remember were pissed
1: that. off. And then after the second or third show, they weren't pissed off anymore. But if the shows were mediocre or if the shows were bad, a lot of people would have felt like they were not so much bait and switched, but conned into paying 150 when they could have just picked and choose the shows that they wanted. But New Japan really lucked out because out of those nine or 10 shows, or whatever it was, only two of them were one was average, one was bad, and the rest were awesome. So they got lucky in that respect. But um, it's very interesting. I don't really understand why you stream. Look, they're obviously not making – if what Kurt Bauer is saying is true, and he's privy to information via Ring of Honor, so we have to assume he knows what he's talking about. If they were only taking a 10 to 15% cut from the shows, they weren't making a ton of money on these wrestling shows uh, because right. as we know – even the upper-level New Japan shows were only doing 1,000 buys a thousand buys apiece, and Meltzer had hinted somewhere—I think somewhere on a message board—that the shows weren't even doing that much anymore. Yeah. So, um, you know, so you know, you can do the math: ten percent. You know, if you multiply, say, six hundred buys times, you know, $25 and then just look at 10% of that, it's not really – it's a drop in the bucket monetarily. Yeah. It's not really a ton of money for a site like Ustream or YouTube who, who are looking to generate millions upon millions of dollars. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, it's free money. So why – even though it's not a significant amount of money, you know, why – so there must be something on the back end it must be costing them a significant amount in mm-hmm. bandwidth or whatever the case may be to where whatever they're making on these things just isn't worth it. Um, now, like you said, Kobe world is still on the books. Now, now remember dragon gate doesn't book those shows. Geora uh, uh, but handles all, all that dragon gate. The promotion has nothing to do with the dragon gate. I pay-per-views. That's all Gayora. And I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But I think I am the television station. Gayora. Now, That may have been booked way out ahead of time before Ustream changed directions, and now Ustream is honoring that one. But like you said, that is the last wrestling eye-per-view that we know of Mm -hmm. that's still on the books. Florida Underground Wrestling used to use Ustream. I don't know if they do anymore. Um, So it wasn't just New Japan and Dragon Gate. Wrestle One did one show on on UStream. There have been some other uh, Ring of Honor has obviously done three shows now on UStream. So it wasn't just Dragon Gate and New Japan, which were the two most prominent ones. So I have no idea if Florida on Ground wrestling has been yanked from UStream. I don't. I don't know. I, I haven't checked in on that. Um, but uh, it's it's interesting. It's, it's 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 it's. Listen, here's the thing about it. Is it going to be have a huge effect on the bottom line business of New Japan or Dragon Gate? Absolutely not. Because again, even for them, it's a drop in the bucket for for New Japan to do a couple hundred buys, even up to a thousand buys on these shows, and they're only getting eight, 75 to eighty percent of the take on it anyway. You're talking what tens of thousands of dollars, ten twenty thousand dollars pop. Yeah. I mean, for a company the size of New Japan, um, you know, for an American indie, that would be tremendous, a tremendous boon to their business. They would love to do, but for New Japan, that's a drop in the bucket for them. They're a they're again, they're a multi-million dollar company, so. What it's going to hurt really is just uh, – it's not going to hurt their business at all. It's, it's, it's just going to hurt – what, what, what it can hurt is the amount of uh, hype that surrounds New Japan because less people are going to have access to the shows live. And there's going to be a certain segment of people who no longer follow the promotion because they only followed it because they were able to watch it live. So there are going to be some people who no longer follow the promotion on an event-by-an-event basis. They'll probably check in for the major shows. So you will see New Japan hype uh, drop, I think, dramatically because there's going to be less people following the mm-hmm. promotion. There's not going to be a lot of Joe Lanzos, Rich Crates and, and whatnot who stand around and wait for shows to get uploaded the next day, the next week, you know, two weeks later. We've been lucky. these yeah. shows been getting uploaded and uploaded the next day or whatever. Out of Japan, but we know that's not always the case. There's an ebb and flow to that too. There's times, even in modern times, where shows don't show up at all. Right, right. There's a few that just yeah, yeah <laughs> you never come up. We go through. They might come up in eight hours, or they might never. Sure. So. I mean, and we, there was a show as re- recently as 2012 before I pay-per-view a major New Japan show that never to this day has never emerged a pay-per-view show from from and that's after that's that's post New Japan boom, and the show never showed up. So we happen to be lucky now. There's some uploaders who are right on top of things with Japan, but we know that goes in cycles. Yeah. There's dry periods all the time, and a lot of people aren't going to be patient if there's dry period. A lot of people just aren't going to watch the shows the next day on Daily Motion or YouTube or whatever anyway, even if it is timely. So you will see uh, less people talking about New Japan for sure, that, that, you know, and that's assuming they don't find another outlet. Now, the problem with finding another outlet for their iPay per views is nobody trusts anyone else. Ustream's the best.
0: Mm-hmm. We've been we've been talking about it <laughs> from the beginning, from the IP-per-view beginnings in 2012. That Ustream's the way to go.
1: Ustream uh, was pretty much flawless. I mean, they they got they were the only company that could get Ring of Honor working properly. Yeah. So,
0: go Fight Live. Remember the Go Fight Live days. Go
1: Fight Live and all these other Jeez. various services they used. So uh, you know if if if, they, if New Japan or, or Dragon Gate want to go in a different direction, people are going to have trouble. You know, like like I said, trusting the services. But um. You know, as far as business, though, I mean, you know, they still have Nico Nico. New Japan still has Nico Nico in Japan, which is where they do 99% of their business, I think 98.5% of their IP business Mm -hmm. anyway. So business wise, it's not going to hurt them at all. Uh, It's not going to bother guys like me. Guys like you, the hardcore Pearl fan, is going to find a way to watch the shows that they want to watch. As long as they're uploaded somewhere, we're going to watch them. Uh, But, you know, I do think there'll be some drop-off with some people who enjoyed the novelty of watching them live. Because it's kind of like you've described when it comes to some of these indie promotions. Uh, Once a show is a couple days old, you don't want to watch anymore. And uh, I think that that same sort of theory would apply for some of the people who've hopped on the New Japan bandwagon because they're able to watch it live, are able to watch it on a very short time delay the next morning or whatever it is. They may not want to watch anymore if they have to hunt it down and you know find, um, download it or or hope that somebody uploads it onto Daily Motion or whatever. And it, it, it may not be worth the effort for them. You know what I mean? And by the time they find it, they might not want. To watch
0: and there, there are quality issues too. Even if even if you go beyond just. Ease of use. I mean, the UStream is a much better quality from anything we can get on on Daily Motion. Daily Motion is annoying.
1: So that's the other thing. People, you know, there's all these people who complain about the quality on UStream. I don't understand that complaint at all. Uh,
0: no, I, I use my Chromecast and watch it, um, and I'm on Wi-Fi too uh, for the most part when, when I'm doing these. And I've never had a complaint at all. I think it's I think it looks so great. You're going I mean, from
1: you're going from Wi-Fi and then to Chromecast.
0: Yeah, and it's it's I've never had it cut out. I've never had choppiness. I mean, yeah, it it doesn't look like me watching broadcast HD, you know, like, uh, you know, on ESPN or something like that. But it's it's the, it's the next, I mean, it's not far off. It's the best streaming experience I've definitely had.
1: I mean, to me, it's not, it's not like, uh, you know, 1080p crystal clear HD, obviously. But it looks like just low-end HD to me. I've never, yeah, that's how I, yeah. I've never had an issue with it. I think it's actually a pretty damn good picture. So I, that complaint that I see from a lot of people—they must just be uh, the tech nerd types who are very particular about what they watch, which is fine. But I, I don't, I don't think you know they, they make it sound like you know you're watching. But listen, you know I'm I'm the same guy who you know I, I I used to you know get tapes in the mail, you know sixth generation VHS, which you know you have to screw around with the what, what was that button? You might not even know. that What was that little thing? Tracking. Like, tracking yes. But come it's on, track- I'm
0: not that young. That's aegis, Joe. I, you know what? How young do you think I am, Joe? Like I just graduated high school. Like, to, I, it's it's a tracking button, Joe. I had a VH, I had a VCR. <laughs> I don't fucking. I haven't had a
1: VCR in so long. I don't. I don't even know the last time they made one of those things. But
0: uh. I have, I have. I can tell you because I have my parents' attic is half full of wrestling tapes that I think every time I go there, Mom's like, "Do you really want me to keep all of them?" Like one day I'm just gonna go there, she's gonna toss them all. But right, like. like of course, I tell her she can't get rid of them because I, you know. Well you have I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do with any of them ever, but you that's know, right. you
1: well, you, you it have it ridiculous. you have it all on the network now. Right. Um but yeah, so you know, you you know so I'm used to watching, you know, get tapes in the mail and fucking around with the tracking button uh, to just, you know
0: to, to yeah. get it to be oh, visible yeah. at all. I mean, I watched scrambled pay per views for years, so I'm I'm okay with, with this. <laughs> so, I mean it's pretty crazy. I was one of those. Do you remember that, Joe? When when
1: I do. I, channel I, I, 95 would would play scrambled pay per views, and I would go way. listen to them. Listen, what about the scrambled porn? You know, you try to get. Um, yeah, I saw you, a few boobs. You try to get the Playboy channel to work. I
0: thought you know? what might have been a female or a male boob. I, I wasn't <laughs> sure at any point. You know, but. If,
1: if, you, you, you use the return, if you, you flip back and forth as fast as you can.
0: Oh, you're right. You could see a full you know, image. It would do that little thing where it would, like, it, yeah, okay. You could
1: occasionally get, you know, a, a solid two or three seconds of, like, you know, solid sexual action going on, you know, on the yeah. porn channel. Hmm. So, you know, I think, you know, that between that and the wrestling pay-per-views or, you know, sometimes you're lucky you put on the wrestling pay-per-view channel. Like, oh, it would just be odd. Now I remember I watched the WCW one once. I, I That's right. You would. Thought I was getting away with murder, I was <laughs> and like... you're praying, and you don't want to go anywhere near the TV because you might—you don't want to press anything, you don't want to touch anything, you don't want to change the channel. Because... You just did it, yeah.
0: I just—I didn't even tell my parents because I thought they would be like, wait a minute. What did you do here?" Like, call the cable company or something. Like, nothing yeah, happened. That's right. There was a just... the
1: picture might go away, whatever. So, you, you don't mess with it, or or you turn it on and you don't have the picture, but you're lucky and you get the sound, and it's
0: like—I oh, always got the sound. That, that's how I always—I I, it was basically radio WWF for me oh, at all you, points. You were so. very
1: lucky. See this? See every now and then, maybe one out of ten times, I'd get the sound. You know what I mean? Oh,
0: I got the sound every time. It was the greatest thing ever. Shit, I would
1: have never ordered one. That's good enough.
0: You know? I would just I would I would go down there. I'd, it's how I became, basically became a backyard wrestler on my own. I would have like these giant stuffed animals. Mind you, I'm like ten at this point. So before people think I'm like sixteen, <laughs> wrestling with stuffed animals. I was like ten, and I would have all these stuffed animals and wrestling figures. I just had my own. Yes. Yeah, so, I had a match. I pay per view going on while I pay per views in the background. It's, it's, and
1: Jim Ross. It's, it's cool, a weird. Yeah, it's actually. weird
0: why I sit here for three hours and talk. Wrestling now, and yeah, it yeah, consumes my life. Like thi- so like this how, is that, any better?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've right, I, I progressed in no way. <laughs> I just occasionally drink alcohol, and, and women sometimes talk to me now. And instead so. of your
1: parents rolling their eyes, it's a <laughs> it's, it's a significant yeah. other. So, um, but yeah, that's 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 the UStream. Basically, that's the deal with the UStream. So uh, it, it could be going away. I, I don't think we're ever gonna I, listen. I don't think we're ever getting an official statement out of UStream. No,
0: it's just Monday might be, and and that's Corp Power sort of said the drop dead date is what he sort of said, which it might just be a date where it's just like no. You know, you can't sign up. You can't do anything more. And, and going to their website, you can still get to the portion that, that's Ustream slash pay-per-view. But that's – I really want to I'm, – tomorrow I'm going to uh, dig in a little bit more and try to actually sign up and see at what point that, that sort of stops you. But, you know, like we said, it might not be a thing where they stop you at any point. They might just say one day, okay, you're done. And, you know, New Japan might be – they might have gotten something and just said, okay, we have to figure out – you know, it's not worth it to us to continue going with them. Right, you know, we're just gonna move on to our new thing or or, or whatever we're gonna do, because you know you know it, it's Dragon Gate had their thing scheduled out. I had a few people tweet me out that that you know if it was contract based with, with New Japan, if if it's gonna have to go until King of Pro Wrestling or stuff like Nobody that. Nobody knows. I have though. no yeah. idea. I mean, we don't know. I you know as much as I do. Kurt Bauer, who who has relationships with you, I mean, his stuff goes on there still. He doesn't know either. So I'm led to believe that nobody knows.
1: You're dealing with one company that never talks publicly about anything, and you're dealing with another company that deals in a foreign language. So uh, who knows? Uh, Nobody knows. So we'll just have to see. It'll be – look, it was nice while it lasted. The Mm iPay-Per-View era lasted about, what, two years or so. And uh, it was nice while it lasted. It (laughs) It will save people like me a significant amount of money. And uh, we'll just go back to watching the shows for free and uh, without but not without the though. benefit not of uh, seeing them live. And, you know, at the same time, you know, the 430 a.m.s and whatnot were getting a little bit difficult for me to do anyway. You know, I, I was <laughs> trying my best to, to do that. But it really, you know, especially the G1, I mean, I joke about it, but that legitimately fucked up my sleep schedule for like three months. Like, yeah. it, I mean – because you know you're watching the show then you're typing up the review and then you're winding down i'm
0: waking up when you're you're going to bed you're waking up
1: just... i'm sending you texts i'm i'm winding down from the awesome show i just watched now it's time for my dogs to eat and go out because right. the sun is up uh, and then you know, by the time I fall asleep, it's 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. Then I gotta work, you know. And then it's like it's it's uh, it, that was you're really,
0: sleeping three hours a day because that was an
1: incredible train, yeah. you know, for months and months to the point where lately, when the shows were four thirty, five thirty in the morning, I didn't even bother anymore watching them live. I couldn't do. I wasn't gonna do that to my body anymore. So, you know, I was waiting until the next day to watch them, or, or in the case of the Dragon Gate show this week, uh, waiting a couple days to watch it. And that is amazing segue number three. Wow. As we slip right into Jeez, the Dragon man. Gate Rainbow Gate.
0: Do You have some, You must have somewhere to go, because you're, you're not Mr. I, uh, <laughs> rambly today. What, what do you got going I, after I, this?
1: Listen, I've got nowhere to go. Let's do this. We got Dragon <laughs> Gate Rainbow Gate, and uh, you watch the whole show. I watched the whole show. Look. As far as Dragon Gate, Cork, and Hall shows go, as far as wrestling quality, I thought it was one of the worst shows in terms of wrestling quality that they've had in a long time. But that doesn't mean I didn't like the show.
0: No, I, I, I totally, when I when I was finished, I sort of said I was disappointed, but not disappointed in any way that, not disappointed in, in, in it as a show overall, because I really enjoyed it, but disappointed in the, the expectations I had with Dragon Gate and what they sort of offer to you. And, and, and what we've always sort of considered is like the, the four or five really good matches that those cards usually have, where this one had two, what I would consider really good matches. And then a lot of other matches that were good, but not, you know, there wasn't any spectacular in this one, which is, is rare for them, for these Korkin shows, especially.
1: Yeah. I think that, uh, the thing about it was it, it, it set up Kobe world very well Yeah. in a lot of different ways. And it was a newsworthy show and it was a cool show, and it was an easy watch, and all of that. It just didn't have that match that blew you away. And look, right. it, not every show is going to have that. And I mean, it wasn't. Look, this was a it, this was a cool and show. This wasn't meant to be a big show or anything like that. So that's okay. It was perfect as a setup show, and uh, there was a lot to like about it uh, in terms of, of 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 not having to do with match quality. I thought that advancing the story. Between Akira Tozawa and T Hawk is one of the big takeaways I had from the show, yeah. Because T Hawk has dominated Tozawa at every turn. Um, you know, he knocked him out of the King of Gate tournament, and uh, he 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 had him in a submission hold here. And Tozawa, uh, who has that Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, so Sami Zayn type quality of being a,
0: you know, I'm voting him most charismatic. I don't care what anybody he's in, says. You
1: know, it, I'm doing he it. He has that quality, that underdog quality that. Uh, that, that baby face quality where the guy, he's Teflon. He, you can beat him like a drum and it never hurts him.
0: Yeah. He hasn't won in, he, in he, he never and wins it, a big match. He's the biggest, he's the most over guy at any matches. And in.
1: we talked about it even during his dragon gate USA run, which, uh, we assume maybe, Oh, he hasn't been back in a while. And I don't know if they're using these guys anymore, but even Dragon Gate USA, the guy would never win his matches, but no, ever. but he was always the most over guy on the show. So – and he kind of still has that quality. But anyway, he got put in a submission hold by T-Hawk. And uh, I don't know what T-Hawk calls that. It's kind of like a, a bow and arrow kind of yeah. – oh, you know what he, he calls it? The numero uno. Numero – okay. Uh, so so uh, uh, I believe he calls it, yeah, the, the numero uno. And uh, and and it's uh, – they they threw in the towel because this owl would not give up. And uh, so uh, Shingo threw in the towel. I wasn't sure who threw it in the night of the show, but I'm told it was uh, –
0: they didn't – yeah, the camera didn't get to it, I don't believe, because I was trying to make a note of it. Yeah, I don't think they got to it, but it was – so was Shingo.
1: Yeah, Shingo threw in the towel, and uh, it, it it was kind of like, um, you know, Shingo figured, I'm not going to let this – because his, the two Tozawa's partners. So was going to die. He would yeah, die. His he his would partners, just sit there until his arm yeah, broke because Yes, yeah, so his partners <laughs> couldn't get in to save him, and he wasn't going to give up, so they tossed in the towel. So the story here is the Millennials have dominated him at every turn, particularly T-Hawk, and uh, now – T-Hawk and Aeta are challenging for the uh, Twin Gate titles, so there's a lot of questions whether Tazawa is the weak link of his team with Shingo going to that mm-hmm. match. So I thought that was good booking. I thought it was very smart. Um, and of course, in the main event, Yamato and Naruki Doi uh, mm-hmm. defeated Hulk and uh, Bibi Masa. <laughs> which I thought your description was good. I did read your
0: description before I watched the match, yeah. and 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 you sort of said that he in, instead of looking like Bibi Hulk, he looked like uh, the Razor Ramon Hardgay. Yes, and yeah, He that was. Uh, this
1: was Masaki Mochizuki. <laughs> was was looking very. Um, yeah, well, this, this not cool. I, I, the story here, like an '80s gay. Yeah, clad pla- the black leather, like, absolutely. <laughs> like the hat
0: and the, yeah, it was a. It was, a well, it
1: was Masaki Mochizuki. For those who don't know, and uh, he he agreed to team with BB Hulk, who is sort of without a unit at the moment. Yes. Ever since losing the feud, to, well, losing mm-hmm. the rights to the name to, uh, to uh, his mad, former Mad Blanky uh, unit mates who he's feuding with. And uh, he, he wanted, uh, you know, Masaki Mochizuki agreed to team with him in the main event of this show. But, uh, you know, BB Hulk said that uh, he would team with him, but he's got to, uh, he's going to, basically Mochizuki said, you need to bring back your dance if I'm going to team with you. You need to bring – because BB Hulk used to do that elaborate dance when he was a Mm -hmm. babyface before his matches. So BB Hulk said, all right, you know what? I'll do the dance. That's fine. But you got to do the dance too. So Mochizuki agreed. He came out as uh, BB Masa and uh, dressed in – Listen. Picture Razor Ramon Hard Gay. That's exactly what he looked like, and he came out there and he did the dance. And if
0: people don't know what we're talking about, you can look it up. It comes up pretty. Yes, you
1: should Google it. Re- you li-
0: actually. Let me. You know what? Let's let's before I do that. Uh, let's see what. It should just be. There. Oh yeah, yeah. You should de- listen. If you don't, it shouldn't. You shouldn't get clotted up. No, you're good. You... It's all Razor Ramon Hard Gay. I don't want to. I don't want people to like look it up at work and they're like, oh god, like no, it's. Now,
1: listen. If you're not familiar with Razor Ramon Hard Gay, you should look it up anyway.
0: Okay, that was all that right, was all exactly. rage
1: about, you know, eight years ago or whatever it was. Uh, but uh, people who don't know who Razor Ramon Hard gay is think we're absolutely insane. <laughs> Razor Ramon Hard Gay. What the fuck are they talking about? Anyway, um,
0: <laughs> Google it. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of because I know who it is, but I'm imagining like just some random person listening. <laughs> like what the fuck are you guys talking about? Razor
1: Ramon Hard Gay. Yeah. Like
0: I remember the first time I heard that name, I laughed for like it's, twenty minutes straight, and then it's something else. Oh, um, man.
1: So anyway, uh, he, he did the dance. He actually did it pretty well. Yeah, he, uh, he kept up with BB Hulk, and uh, they did the, he did the goofy BB Hulk dance. And then, but anyway, the point here is uh is uh is hulk lost the match for his team so uh of course the main event of uh, world is hulk challenging for the title three. so this was basically the semi and the main had you know by the book booking you know the uh the uh the, the the champions were made to look uh the babyface champion tag team champions were made to look uh vulnerable against their challengers and the babyface challenger for the title uh, was made to look a little bit vulnerable uh, going into his match. So um, interesting stuff there. But the match I really want to talk about, and I'm interested to get your take because we haven't talked about this. Um, my favorite match on the card, believe it or not, was the opener. Not the pre-show opener, but the actual opener. The uh, punch. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. The, the The stipulation, the punch perm match where the loser must get a punch perm. <laughs> Between uh, my guy, Katoka, Mr. High Tension Katoka, who does the uh, sort of a uh, Mojo Rawley's style of gimmick, yeah, except yeah. that he's about 200 pounds lighter, and uh, Chihiro Tamanaga. Now, this match only went about five or six minutes, but this match fucking ruled. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, so you, like, I, I tweeted so, it out
0: earlier. Oh, yeah, I don't know if you saw my earlier tweets, I but I was not. sort of watching it, is, is I put here, and I, I didn't qualify it initially, but I I, I basically said... If the guys in the ring take something seriously, even the most stupid things can be awesome. And this match, which, as you mentioned, was a perm stipulation (laughs) that the loser gets a perm. But these guys went in here like this was the fight of their lives. Like, we are not, neither of us want to get a perm. We are going to go until, you know, we are going to kill ourselves in this match. And the crowd went crazy the entire time. The announcers went crazy. And, yeah, as you mentioned, it was only about five or six minutes. I don't know the exact time. But when it was over, it was the biggest pop. Until the main event, it, it, let me tell you, was this match of who was going to get a perm at the end. And it's just like in, in 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 a vacuum, you're just laughing at it. But these dudes took it so seriously that it was like, no, this is a big deal. And, and they you can believe anything. And that's why I sort of tweeted out again. It's we watch wrestling for fun. Ultimately, we watch it for fun. And if we can suspend our disbelief and if these guys can act like this is the biggest deal in the world to them right now, what they're doing in front of you, it'll seem like a big deal to you to the point where I was super excited. I don't care who gets a perm. These, but it didn't matter because these guys cared, and
1: I cared. These are two prelim guys, uh, you know, undercard prelim guys. And to them, as soon as this match started, the, they convinced you from the second the bell rang that they didn't want this fucking perm. They wanted the brawl. And,
0: they went with the, It was ring, it was ring bell brawl, right? It was one of those deals where they just like... –
1: They were going to do whatever it fucking took <laughs> to not get this perm. <laughs> and they were going to fight to the death to not get this perm. And Kotoka was trying to get quick inside cradles, roll up. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to get the pin and get the fuck out of there. Tamanaga is pulling out all sorts of wacky submissions. He locked him in a triangle. Yeah,
0: the arm breakers he was when was I remember the cross, the cross arm, arm breakers. breakers
1: yeah. He was trying Kimuras. He was trying to, uh, to tap the guy out. And this was a five or six minute match that felt like. You know, it felt like 15. Yeah, because they crammed so much stuff into it, but not in a bad way in a totally good way, because they were both so desperate to not lose the match, to not get stuck with this perm. And, you know, it sounds completely absurd. But when you watch the match, they relate to like you said, they really got you to buy into the idea that this was the most important. This, this was this had more intensity than like retirement matches that I've seen. Yeah. Title matches that I've seen. You know, this they treated this stipulation. Like, it was the most important thing. Like, like the last thing on earth they wanted to do was get that perm. And, you know, the finish was very good because Tamanaga kept going for this cross arm breaker. And he got it on late in the match. And Katoka fought, fought, fought not to let him get that move on. And he got on the cross arm breaker. And Katoka fought to get to the ropes. And I love the fire that Katoka shows. I just, I, I, I've always liked this guy. He shows such great fire. And he got to the ropes. And then Tamanaga went for another cross arm breaker. And Katoka rolled him up with, with like, a uh, – he, like, cradled him up in the cross yeah, yeah. position and got the pin. And it was a really clever finish, a well-worked match. And he ran out of the ring. He, like, got out of the ring as quick as possible. Katoka and then... got the hell out of there because he won the – he's like, I'm out of here. And then Tamanaga – Fought to the death. <laughs> yeah, they were. They had four
0: guys holding him down. They had to
1: drag him out of the ring, kicking and screaming, because he didn't. And then, you know, the hairdresser was there before the match. I don't know if you caught that. Like the hair. I did. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he's there. They have like the other henchmen trying to drag him out, and he's kicking his legs and flailing around because he doesn't want this fucking perm. Now, let me tell you something. They then worked it into the main event in a very clever yeah. way. Which this show, this is why I say this wasn't the best Dragon Gate show as far as the wrestling goes. But they really did some clever storytelling a lot of different yeah. – absolutely. and they... It's got you ready. Now Now the card makes sense. Everything
0: makes sense for Kobe World. It's, it's, everything's built up, and you, you know what you're getting. You know what the point is. You know what you should be focusing on, and that's,
1: so, that's how you
0: build up to a, a major card. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> so we circle back to the main event, and BB Hulk avoids the powder attack from Mondai Ryu of Mad Blanky. Uh, you, get, you know how these Mad Blanky matches go. They interfere like a pack of wolves. You know, while one guy holds the referee, you know, it's completely ridiculous. But that's Dragon Gate. And uh, they, they use powder to the eyes and they use this big yellow box, which they hit people with. He avoids the powder to the eyes and I believe it hits Doi. I may be getting some of this wrong, but I, it's, it's the, you get the idea. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's about to finish off Doi, you know, with his little kick to the head deal that he does. I can't remember the name of it. And of all people, Dr. Muscle comes down to the ring.
0: And I had to do a little bit of research. That that predates my. That predates
1: uh, your Dragon Gate fandom. So Dr. Muscle, of course, was a reoccurring member of uh, of the Muscle Outlaws. I guess circa 2007-ish, 2008-ish. Okay. Muscle Outlaws was like the big heel group, similar to what Mad Blacky is now, similar to what uh, who who was? Remember when the roster was split in two? It was Junction Three were the faces, and who were the heels? I can't. Remember. Uh, <sighs> Junction 3, and I can't remember. but the point It out, is
0: sometimes hard to get these guys, yeah. Um, the
1: point the matter, I'll have to look it up. Sure. The point of the matter here is, <laughs> at one point, Muscle Outlaws was the main uh, heel unit, and uh, Dr. Muscle was sort of a uh, reoccurring uh, 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 character uh, of the Muscle Outlaws. Now, Dr. Muscle, he wears a lab overcoat splattered in blood, and he wears a mask, and it was usually somebody different on everything. The blood, blood Warriors. Blood Warriors, there you go. Yeah. You so, uh, you know, going back a little further than the Blood Warriors even was the Muscle Outlaws and this character, Dr. Muscle, who was always portrayed, you know, it was, you knew it was always, you know, you could always figure out who it was because it was whichever guy wasn't out there. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> right, yeah. you know,
0: yeah. as you mentioned, no, and, and he's not joking, if you look at these stable pages, there's like 15 guys in each of these stables. It was literally right down the middle.
1: Well, that that was Junction 3 and. Uh, and, and
0: Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, those. Right.
1: Was... So this predates that a little bit. But, oh, right. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Dr. Right, muscle was in the Muscle Outlaw group. I think that was like 2007. So you can always figure out who it was. And a lot of times he did unmask. I think I think even Jack Evans did it a couple, you know.
0: I, yeah, I looked that up in Jack Evans. I, I cannot find any evidence of Jack Evans doing it, but my Wikipedia does.
1: Pretty sure he. He was Dr. Muscle.
0: It, it said, yeah, on, so, on the beat, I saw it, but I, I need to find it.
1: <laughs> a couple other guys, but the point is, we haven't seen Dr. Muscle in a long time, and when Muscle Outlaws broke up and splintered off into a bunch of different units, the Muscle Outlaw character had vowed, I will keep Muscle, you know, the Muscle Outlaws intact forever by myself. And everybody just laughed it off because it's just this fringe character, you know what I mean? But here he comes years later, this literally, this, this character hasn't made an appearance in years. And uh, so Dr. Muscle comes down to the ring just as B.B. Uh, Hulk is about to finish off uh, Doi with the yellow box, with the mad blank yellow box, hits, yep. hits him in the head. Doi gets the win. And, uh, you know, then Doi cuts the promos, you know, and I don't know what the hell he said, but he, he said Dr. Muscle about a million times. And then Dr. Muscle went to remove the mask. And I was like, holy shit, who's going to be? Takes off the mask. And it's Chihiro Tamanaga from the opener with his, with his <laughs> new perm. His punch perm. He's got his punch perm, and uh, much like Mr. QQ uh, Toyonaka Dolphin, he is embracing the fact that he has the perm, (laughs) and he now wants to be known as Punch Tamanaga. So he took a negative, turned it into a positive, and they elevated a guy. Yep. They took a guy from the prelims. In one night. (laughs) In one night, lost the prelim, got a perm. Everyone thought they're going to go down (laughs) the the comedy road with him, and he's just going to stay a prelim guy. And he joins the top heel unit, uh, affects the main event, and then talks a bunch of shit about Shingo, of all people, because he's got some issues with Shingo, some unresolved issues with Shingo. Because that's the thing about Dragon Gate 2. If you really dig deep into Dragon Gate, it's a lot like Chikara in the respect that the storylines really do run deep, and they don't forget about anything. It's almost like, you know how in WWE, if it didn't happen in the last two pay-per-view cycles, it never happened. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? It's like it's dead, yeah. It, it, it never happened. You're not supposed to remember it. Vince McMahon had that famous quote that I always refer back to in The Observer about a year ago where he said to a writer, how the hell am I supposed to remember what you're talking about? I don't remember what happened two weeks ago on Raw. Why do you, yeah. why do you think the viewers remember what happened two weeks ago on Raw? <laughs> Vince McMahon said that just to give you an idea of how they view you as a viewer right. and why they drive you nuts with their lack of continuity. Dragon Gate is a lot like Chikara, where the continuity is everything, and they pay micro-attention to the continuity. So anyway, Tamanaga has an issue with Shingo. He's calling out Shingo. He's calling himself Punch Tamanaga. He's part of, of, uh, of Mad Blanky now. They drew something from the past to throw those people a bone with the Dr. Muscle thing. They built another guy for the future. They elevated a guy. To, look, he's going to be the bottom guy in Mad you know, I'm not saying the guy's a superstar now, but this is an elevation for him. He's gone from just. Oh, an, certainly, yeah. yeah. He's just gone from an underneath guy who was used in prelims and pre show matches and everything else, and now he's in the top heel unit. And I don't know what the hell he said in this promo, but his facial expressions and his mannerisms were very good. And uh, the fans definitely reacted to it. That was the last guy they expected under that mask. So, um, from a storyline standpoint, from uh, getting you set up for the big show as a go home show standpoint, I enjoyed this show a lot. I talked a lot about it. Go ahead and give your thoughts.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with you. There was a few. Um, I I did. Uh, my initial thoughts were, yeah, the, the opener, uh, the actual actual show opener, the the punch perm match was was my favorite. And I looked it up just to clarify because I wanted to. Um, I'm sh- I was shocked that it was five minutes. It is. It is five minutes and thirty seven minutes or five five minutes thirty seven seconds, which is there you go. Insane because it feels like it's fifteen, like you said, and I absolutely thought that as well. So I was, was kind of shocked by that. Um, other things that stood out to me. Um. <sighs> I'm trying to think. I, I did like the Suzawa uh, Shingo uh, versus the, the Millennials, the, the Shingo Ua Nation uh, versus the Millennials one. That was, I, I thought, I thought that was solid. I thought that was probably my, I don't know if it was second, maybe third favorite match on, on the card. One match that really did disappoint me, though, was the uh, the UT uh, Santa Maria Dragon Kid, k I mean, I could list 45 people. Uh Jimmy uh and then the, the dolphin man.
1: It was okay, Next. it was it was it was uh it was uh three way you talking about the, three-way the three way. Yeah, it was Okay, it was Jimmy Kajatura, Mr. QQ, Q, Naoki, Toyonaka Dolphin, um versus Dragon U- Kid and Kines. Versus U T and Yusuke Santa Maria versus Dragon Kid and Kines. Is that the match you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, that, that was one. Yeah, that, that I thought was – I was a little disappointed by that. Just because
0: these guys – I mean, there, there's a lot of guys there that I'm kind of into. It might have been a timing issue as well. It, it, it seemed like that match was pretty rushed. It, it was 9 minutes and twenty three 28 seconds, but it, it seemed to really go by fast. And there was nothing that really stood out to me. It, it was – it wasn't enough of what you sort of get in the Dragon Gate matches where if, you know, we say these things don't stand out all the time, but it's because they do so much like good stuff and so many good spots and that sort of stuff that a lot of times you just kind of get loose track of what's going on. This one just seemed kind of like a cluster. There wasn't too much that was in there. Um, I thought the uh, the Yoshino Ricochet versus Sumo, uh, the um, Jimmy Sumo and the uh, Horiguchi, that, w- that I enjoyed. Um, Ricochet, I did want to t- get your thoughts on this because I kind of made a note of it. What do you think about Ricochet moving forward with Dragon Gate? Does it does it feel to you like they're sort of pumping brakes on him a little bit? Yes,
1: I think. In the in the uh, case.
0: That's I, I wrote a note about that. That it seemed I mean, compared to how you usually how they usually portrayed Ricochet, what they sort of said about Ricochet, it seemed very you know, don't worry about this guy isn't the long term
1: star that we thought he was, maybe a little bit ago. Maybe I don't think, know if you caught that as well. Yeah. I I, do, I have. I, I think maybe they might know something when we don't. We've all heard the New Japan rumors. We know that New Japan wants to use him more. We don't know anything about his contract status or how that even works in Dragon Gate. I suppose we can reach out to some people and try to find yeah. out. Um, and maybe we'll try to do that before the next show. But it does seem like He's not being buried, necessarily. I mean, his his side won this match, and he's in a huge, huge, huge match at at the World Show. But he's in a huge match in the respect that it's going to be a huge match from a work rate and a unique, you know, special kind of match perspective, not necessarily from a storyline perspective. Mm-hmm. Which kind of backs this up too. So you know they could know, they might realize that he might be uh, one foot out the door. Who knows? So yeah. I guess we can segue that into going over this amazing. I think it's going to be just an amazing F-C card. Yeah. At, uh,
0: it might be, it might be the final hurrah or the last hurrah for Ustream as well. So Ustream might go out with we'll a bang. Have
1: to out for that, yeah. Because on paper, this has show of the year potential without a doubt. And uh, I'm going to go over the card quickly.
0: There's two. pre- we'll do, we'll, I think we'll do a more exhaustive preview. Um, sure, in
1: the coming weeks. probably next week, but yeah, we can do it. Yeah, let's do it now. Um, but but quickly, the the there's two pre-show matches on this one. Um, there's uh Sachihoko Boy against Mister High Tension Katoka versus uh, Ryotsu Shimizu. That's a three-way, and that's not really a throwaway. It's not going to get any time on a show like this as a pre-show match. But those are three guys I really like. And, you know, one theme too with this with Dragon Gate that we've been pounding home and pounding home this year is I think when it comes to young stars who are, you know, doing impressive things and moving up the card, uh, you can't top Dragon Gate and up.
0: All right there's a lot of guys i mean there, there's there's a healthy five or six guys that you can absolutely say that you could see them being star potential that they can move them up there real quick and and that's a benefit to dragon gate as well is that the fact that you sort of you break that barrier of what a star is i mean anybody can be as as we saw exactly on this show is that you have a guy who gets a perm in the prelim who becomes a star later in the night and that, that's a benefit that they've trained the audience that anybody can become a star i mean uh, you know jimmy susumo with his he can become a star i mean there, there's there's nothing stopping any of these guys from becoming a, a star in this company which is
1: great it's- it's it's you know everyone talks about the you know I'm gonna take another shot at WWE here because everyone talks about this great performance center and it is great. They talk about NXT. I'm sorry, Dragon Gate and CMLL have more bright young potential stars than WWE does. Right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe that's not fair because a lot of the uh, potential breakout stars from NXT are already on the main roster now, whether it's Bray Wyatt or Roman Reigns or, or, uh, or Seth Rollins.
0: Those guys, but, I mean, come on. I, people saying that, though, that's old news. But,
1: I guys. mean, you know, some of those guys have that's, been around for two, three years now. That's what I mean. That's, that's two years ago that we're talking You from. know, if you're just talking about straight up, you know, legitimately young guys who have come through the system, Dragon Gate and CMLL are blowing away the WWE right now.
0: And we uh, talked we talked CML uh, last week with Dylan. If you guys haven't listened to that, if you want sort of a primer on Lucha, he, he's a guy that definitely did a great job with that. And we, we talked about
1: the, the young stars at
0: CML. And, there, and there's, there's, there's numerous with them.
1: There's probably a half a dozen of them, if not more. And, they're all, and some of them are, you know, we joke about Hechicero, but they've got a half a dozen guys who are legitimate rookies at CML. Yeah.
0: Who are- or at least feel like, I mean, I think the biggest thing with with, with And we sort of will we argue, you know, we'll do our, our insanely long arguments about what a true rookie is. But really, in the in the grand sense of wrestling, a rookie is just a guy that hasn't been super exposed yeah, so we can we can laugh about Hetchesero and how you know the NWO was formed the day he debuted or whatever, but which might be true actually if if you look at the research. But but still he's new to that audience in a lot of ways, and that's all that matters and, really. And, when and, when and
1: not only that, aside from Hetchesero, they have guys who are like legitimate rookies by any definition. No, like the, the Kevin Arrow is like twenty years old. And and he's like a, a baby. He's been wrestling yeah. since you know within a year, and and all those guys, uh, Caturro and uh, Star Junior, you know all those guys. And 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 with Dragon Gate, you know they have a, so many young stars that they've that they've started to move up the card this year, whether it's, you know, we just saw that the, the, the angle they did with Tamanaga but you have the entire Millennials unit, yeah, which is that, which the is the, top top the
0: unit game. was designed to, to get all those to guys to become stars. Over. I mean, the whole yeah, thing is, they're, they're it's cool. is
1: people born after 1990 is the whole mm-hmm. essence of the gimmick. And you have Katoka and you have, you know, the guy who might, you know, Shimizu might be the best of the bunch. And, you know, yeah. he's still, you know, he's still stuck in doing a goofy anime gimmick. And eventually he'll break out of that. <laughs> You know, eventually they'll break him out of that, and 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 he'll kick that a little bit. But certainly in the ring, he's shown some things. And um, you know, it, it, there's just I just wanted to make note of that because that was a big theme of the review I wrote for that Rainbow Gate show. Is is just Dragon Gate is just loaded with yeah. these with these good young stars, uh, with the potential to move up. And Yusuke Santa Maria is another one. You know, uh, it's it's you know that that gimmick is just it just it just works. It just it, he's so good at. It. And uh, that's the other opener on this card. It's Kness and Super Shisa versus uh, Ut and Yusuke Santa Maria. So yeah. there you go. And those that's a that's a really good. Pre-show that could be a really match. good match. I mean, it's only. I mean, that's awesome. Get, both those both those are really good. Yeah, they're, they're only going to get five minutes each, but they're going to be you know good little five minute sprints. As we've seen five minutes can be good sometimes. Yeah, and I mean, in that match alone, you've got uh, you know, in those two matches, you know, combined, you've got five guys who are young, up and coming stars uh, with some level of potential. So uh, the official opener is a uh, 15th anniversary special six man called on it. It's Masaki Mochizuki, Don Fuji, and Gamma versus Yuha Nation, uh, Stalker, and Jushin Liger, uh, being borrowed from New Japan. So they, look, there's obviously something going on between New Japan and Dragon Gate. They're working together to some extent, which is good. Uh, you know, there's That's, nothing wrong. With that. Yeah, I am so, in for that. So uh, then you've got a uh, second match in the card: Jimmy Konda and Jimmy Kazutora against Mondai Ryu and Punch Tamanaga. So there you go, Punch Tamanaga. That's a big spot. You know, I'm curious, spot, yeah. I'm curious to see what they do with that. You know, he's he's teaming with the other low-ranking member of the unit against uh you would think that jimmy's would win this but you know you know we'll see it'll be very interesting to see who wins who gets the fall and who takes the fall you know those are yeah. you know, all interesting things in that match and then the business end of the card which is really more than half of the card everything from this point on
0: you get five just i would be awesome, shocked if yeah. they <laughs> weren't all great
1: yeah, okay the open the brave gate flamita a guy who i'm all in on now a lot of people are all in on now uh he's defending against dragon kid i mean that has the potential to just be spectacular uh, the Triangle Gate match, championship match, is uh, Doi, Cyberkong, and KZ against Genki Horiguchi, Jimmy Susumu, and uh, Mr. QQ, Tanazaki, Naoki, Toyinaka Dolphin. I love saying that name. Um, so, again, you know, that has a chance to be very good. The International Dream Tag Match, which is Masato Yoshino and Ricochet versus Shima and Matt Seidel. I mean, could you construct <laughs> – a better match i mean geez if you're just gonna go out there and book four guys off the roster to go out there and have a great work great dragon gate style match. just incredible I mean, yeah. I mean it's just you know
0: that, that's yeah i am salivating right yeah. about now about that's just that's perfect and i haven't heard anything ricochet and, and sidell is just gonna be the, the interplay between those two is gonna be
1: and i really hope sidell sticks around i mean i, I said that when he got. it's a good out. fit
0: for him it's a great you know, fit for him
1: i thought i still say to this day he's done his best work in this promotion yeah. he really took his work to another level while with Dragon Gate in two thousand seven or whatever it was. Um, I, you know, I still say uh, this. You know, he's one of those guys who came through Dragon Gate, much like Ricochet, and uh, and some others who clearly advanced another level in their career thanks to Dragon mm-hmm. Gate uh, with the great work they did there. And I'm, it's great to see him back, and I hope he sticks around, even if it's a semi part timer, or even if he doesn't do every tour. I would love to see him in the mix in this promotion. Uh, the Twin Gate match is what we talked about earlier. Tozawa and Shingo defend against T-Hawk and Aita. You know the backstory there. Tazawa just has been dominated by the Millennials, and uh, he was saved with the towel throw from Shingo. So the story there is that uh, the Millennials actually come into this match, uh, storyline-wise, is the favorites, I would say. Uh, you're at least supposed to think that as a viewer. Yep so um and then the,
0: good chance Tazawa and Shingo win this though right sure I, I i can't imagine i can't imagine he'd lose all those and then lose again
1: i think it's a coin flip match i mean i could see the millennials winning and then being cocky about it but i could see Tazawa. but yeah. so that's the thing with Tazawa though like we said he doesn't, it doesn't,
0: he doesn't matter yeah <laughs> he could take the fall and come back and nobody cares sure, he doesn't
1: need to win and if, if they're building up some long-term moment where he's going to be the top guy for a while because you know they rotate the top guy in dragon gate yeah. it's not really you know shima is kind of the spiritual top guy at this point and uh, but, but they rotate the top, the top end of the card, you know, for a multitude of reasons. And if they're building up to that big moment with, with Zawa, yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. So we'll, we'll see. And then uh, the main event for Dream Gay title, another very, very well-built match that they've been yeah. building for months and months and months. This one's months. Yeah, this one is. I mean, even if you go back to before the uh, Mad Blanky split, uh, you know, when there were issues within the unit, that's how far back they've planted the seeds for this match. So – uh, there's a long backstory here even before the split, even before you know the uh, the, the cage match where Hulk turned against Man Blanky after the match. So uh, uh, there's a long backstory with this match as well. This has been a very well-built card. As you can tell, I'm very excited about it, and uh, I, I think it has a chance to be one of the shows of the year. And look, I, th- I think Dead or Alive is the show of the year to this point already. Mm-hmm. So if this show delivers, I think it could be better than that show if all these matches deliver the way we think that they can.
0: I mean, they have five real, I think to me, five opportunities to suit, to, 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 absolutely like above and beyond deliver. So, Look, those
1: last five matches are, all I know, so I mean, that's, yeah. and, the, and, the, and and
0: we talked about too, that you have the pre-show matches. Both of those are good. Like they're not going to be the reason why it's a match of the year, but shit. I mean, those are going to be good matches. Yeah.
1: There's nothing on this show where you're like, ugh, you know, I've got to sit through that or, uh, you know, even, even the earlier stuff, the two pre-show matches. Got
0: the 15th anniversary one is the only one that really sticks out to me that could, but you got Liger in there working around with, with 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 Mochizuki and Fuji and stuff, and that'll be fun anyway. There's a lot of
1: guys in that match that I really like. Liger I think.
0: should turn on them and join the old guys. I think it's long. interesting
1: is Yuhan Nation kind of has lost him the shuffle on this show.
0: Yeah, he's been interesting as well. He He's just stuck in that.
1: But they did ele- they, they elevate him to some extent earlier in the year when he had the match against Rick. Mm-hmm. Remember, Ricochet defended the title right. against him, and, uh, you know, so I, I kind of think they're just laying low with him for now.
0: Yeah, and you can the second you turn that on too, and that's a good thing about Dragon. They can just sort of say, okay, it's on. Your, this is the, the guy the, now,
1: right? And they do. Have- yeah,
0: and then you focus on him, and they have him win a bunch of matches. And now you know that he's the guy. You know. It happens. With, we're looking at the main event. It happened with those two guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, look at B.B. Hulk. I mean, B.B. Hulk, Hulk six months ago was was, was buried in know. Mad Blanky. wasn't yeah. even, you know, and then, you know, they did the, the they whole turned it on yeah. and they turned on. Now he's in the main event. And he's he's super over. I should mention that, too, on this Rainbow Gate. Yeah, show. It's, it's, it was a great idea. You know, yeah, did. he's very much over, uh, you know, and I, and and we talked about before they were even hinting at turning him back. We talked about on this show how he had started to get stale as a heel. Yeah. And it was almost time to give him a fresh coat of paint. And uh, I think the timing was perfect uh, for, for, for him to go back as a babyface and, and do his old deal again. So um, looking forward to it, man. Can't wait. Now, it's t- you know, 25 bucks. It's not cheap. 25, <laughs> 25 bucks. You know, Dragon Gate will charge you. Now, you know, the other thing we didn't talk about with your stream was, you know, I think it's going to hurt Dragon Gate viewing more than – look, the New Japan shows are going to pop up.
0: Yeah, you'll get those up within – you know, once it's gone, people will understand that, and there will be more than enough people – that will get it up there as soon as they can. Yeah, they they
1: they traditionally will pop up. You, You get the random one here or there, like that July show from 2012 that never did, but Dragon Gate is always a little sketchy. I mean, there's Infinity episodes that never emerge.
0: Yeah, or if they do emerge, it's, it's nine months after the fact. Right. Like, and, hey, and here's, here's the April 2014, you know.
1: And you're not going to watch Infinity out of order, ne- that out of order necessarily. And there's been major, you know, Dragon Gate pay-per-view shows that have never emerged to this day going back. Yeah. So Dragon Gate, I'd worry more because all of their pay-per-views were on Ustream, which was great. It was like a godsend because the Dragon Gate pay-per-views, it's always – always got to cross your fingers and pray that they emerge. You know, so um, this is a little scary, but I'm glad.
0: Yeah, and they, and they didn't, uh, whereas New Japan is another thing we mentioned as well. They, they were they were putting everything they could out there. Mm-hmm. They understood that. Dragon Gate was being very cautious about it, where we weren't even getting all their TV stuff. We were getting most of the, the, the big, big, big shows, but everything in between was, was sometimes they threw throw you a bone. They were giving you. The, like, sometimes we get this Rainbow Gate thing, sure. but other times we wouldn't. Were, I mean, other times we'd go six months without a show.
1: Well, they were giving you every pay-per-view, and they were giving you the occasional Corkin show.
0: But you didn't know. I mean, it wasn't. No, every there single was no schedule. Sketch-
1: Listen, it wasn't all of them. Like it's like you're saying, it was the occasional Corgan show. It wasn't every Go Home show, but it was the occasional one. And uh, those most of those turn out to be Infinity episodes anyway. But it's like I was saying earlier, it's good to be able to watch them live, and in you know, and 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 the fact that. You know, again, sometimes infinity just doesn't emerge for whatever reason. So let,
0: let's let, let me talk about this real real quick because I know, I know you had sort of discussed with other people uh, a little bit about it. But in your mind, so Ustream goes away. Let, let's let's assume that there isn't somebody that comes out and replaces it. That that there isn't a live cast or TV or whatever the hell uh, CML Triple Mania is going to be on, and, and these sort of things that are AAA. Um, in your mind, it, does that really hurt? Your enjoyment of Dragon Gate and New Japan, or are you still? Because we're hardcore. I mean, you're, you're we're obviously we're doing this thing. Is that something that you might say, ah, whatever, it's not that big of a deal. I'm still going to watch it. Or because I mean, to me, I take a lot, and I know you do as well. You take a lot of watching that live, and, and we've talked about that too. Of, of even with the per views, where if I get them a few days later, I kind of lose interest. I want to be in the moment. I want to be watching it when others are watching. It. I want to be the first one to see this. I want to see it while you're seeing it. Whereas if I'm watching stuff three or four days later. It kind of gets lost, and I mean, I follow enough people on Twitter, and I follow enough Facebook accounts, and I'm going to know the results, and that hurts. I for mean, it's, me, it's not the
1: same as – For me, it's not so much watching it live. It's watching it unspoiled. Okay. I can get into the show if it's unspoiled. My big thing, I do not enjoy wrestling nearly as much if it's spoiled. Um, That's just my thing. For me, a lot of the drama – is is in who wins the match? I yeah I you know it's it sounds obvious, but there's you know some people who claim that it doesn't matter much to them. To me, it just needs to be the near falls don't mean a thing. Then you're done. Right? Yes. Yeah. I mean-, I mean, well, that's the thing too. If the style of wrestling you enjoy is very near fall heavy, obviously knowing the outcome is going to hurt your enjoyment of the match. And the style of wrestling that I enjoy is very near fall heavy. Um, I guess to help us kind of get used to the idea that. Uh, the shows uh, aren't going to be able to be watched live anymore. This July 4th New Japan show uh, did not air on Ustream. I, to me, listen, it never – I don't think they ever listed it as an ipay They never did. We just kind of assumed. Everyone just assumed, and it was never listed as an iPay-per-view. I was waiting for it to be listed as one, and they never did. But anyway, the big story coming out of that is Kushida defeated Ibushi for the junior title, but that isn't really the big story either. The big story within that story – is Kota Ibushi got his lights knocked out. And uh, about two minutes into the match, suffered what had to be a, a pretty bad concussion. And uh, he was just completely... It was lights on, nobody, nobody's home. And uh, Kushida kind of threw a drop kick at him, and Ibushi was literally standing there swaying in the
0: ring. Yeah, and, and we're, we mean literally and literally. Like, the way you're supposed to use literally. Like, he was He was literally out on swaying, out on swaying feet, yeah.
1: in the ring. So, um... And, 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 and the dropkick kind of sort of missed and Abushi uh, uh, didn't sell it or move out of the way or do really do anything. And at that point, Kushida knew there was a problem. He took over the match and just did a bunch of uh, holds and groundwork to try to give Abushi a chance to get his bearings back. Um, even to the point where he was dragging Abushi to the ropes while Abushi was in these holds to sort of sell the idea that Abushi was fighting to get to the ropes. Kushida really did an admirable job as far as trying to hold the match together, but it was obvious something was wrong. The scariest part about it was Abushi tried to do his, uh, you know, that trademark spot where he throws the guy out of the ring, jumps over the rope, and then does the moonsault off of the turnbuckle post, and he slipped off because he couldn't keep his balance. And at that point, you knew that there was a serious problem with his head, and, uh, you know, what What was even scarier than that is later in the match, after he sort of got his bearings back a little, he went back to the top of the post again, all the way to the top of the post, and did a moonsault off the top of the post to the outside of the ring on Kushida. I have no idea why the referee or Kushida allowed him to do that. I mean, he clearly he was out of it, and that really yeah. could have been an ugly situation. Uh, but the, uh, that could
0: have gotten real bad.
1: Real yeah. bad. I mean, I have no idea after he nearly screwed up the first one. And luckily, it's almost better that he screwed up the first moonsault. Center.
0: Yeah, if he went to the floor, God only knows what could have.
1: Could have gone seriously hurt. So uh, Kushida won the match. It was a shitty match because the guy was concussed. And, uh, you know, it kind of reminded me of The Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, because everybody made all Mm -hmm. these excuses because Undertaker had a concussion. What the hell do I care if somebody had a concussion? A shitty match is a shitty match. I got to call it like I see it. It wasn't a very good match. Uh, So, uh, anyway, um, I really don't want to get into a rant about that. That can be for another day. Uh, I don't see why it's so insulting to call it a bad match, even if somebody had a concussion. I mean, so what? He had a concussion. It was a bad match. No one's saying that it's that were happy anybody either undertaker or bushi had a concussion but it is what it is and the matches weren't good because of it i don't see what the big deal is why you have to make excuses you know, make excuse. look people like the undertaker and they made excuses for him i like abushi and Kushida. i'm gonna make excuses the guy got a concussion and as a result the match was shit so you just call it what it is but anyway um not won the match and uh the big question is um if this was america there's no way Ibushi would be taking part in this G1 tournament. Right. If this was WWE, they'd put him on the shelf until he passed a battery of tests. But the culture is very different in Japan. And um, I get the sense that he's going to work the tour. Uh, because that's just been the history in Japan. And, and, and if you're booked, you work. And they don't really take head injuries as seriously as we do in the United States. Um, they're not as sensitive to that. So, um,
0: What's your feeling? Yeah, I'm, I'm led to believe I'm led to believe that he'll be working G one as well. And, and and it'll be interesting to see. The biggest thing for him is how he recovers from this concussion versus the chances of it happening again. It's mostly about if he's able to, you know, go to sleep, if he's not having headaches constantly and that sort of stuff. So so how he progresses in this next week will mean a lot. But I my I would put pretty high odds in the fact that he's working G1 and, and, and won't need to be replaced. But we'll, we'll see. We'll have to see. But I, 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 I definitely think he'll be working G1.
1: I do too. And, and um, I really, you know, we, we lost a lot of this podcast because we've had a lot of problems with recording and the internet dropping and whatnot. And we had a long discussion about um, the merits of, you know, of the differences in the cultures and, and whether he should work. And we're not going to re-record all that again. Honestly, it'll
0: sound awful. <laughs> yes, Joe, I agree. <laughs> you are right with that point. Here just, is my
1: point. we're frustrated and exhausted. Rich is going to clean this all up and it's going to be hard to tell that we had a ton of problems. But the point is, we think he's going to work because that's what yes. they do in Japan. And yep. the point is, we don't even know. I mean, they treat head injuries very seriously these days as well. They should. But the fact of the matter is the brain is still a mystery to everybody. Even the best doctors in the world don't understand concussions or brain injuries. And we're not, you know, the WWE is very cautious with them as well. They should be. We're not saying they shouldn't be, but, Listen. For years and years, pro wrestlers and pro athletes in every sport have suffered concussion after concussion, and plenty of guys are just fine. It's 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 a relatively small percentage of guys who suffer long-term damage from concussion, and it's mostly, uh, you know, it, it, you know, in, in high-contact sports like football, and and we've seen it in some cases in, in wrestling as well. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that just because he had one concussion that he needs to retire or, but it would probably be a good idea not to work a hard physical G1, but that's just not the mentality in Japan. And, here I go ha- trying to have the same conversation again. We yeah. shouldn't even really bother. The point is, I'm not even gonna bother because I'm so sick of <laughs> it. We already yeah, talked about it. This I, thing has been nine
0: nine times we've been disconnected. So unfortunately, I'd love to expand more on on, on New Japan and all that sort on, of on stuff. Another, this, yeah, like, on,
1: on another day we'll talk about concussions and wrestling all day. Long.
0: Yeah, we already had the fucking conversation. We had the conversation. I don't want to do it again and then have it get I'm lost. I'm sorry, so. we
1: lost a bunch of good content.
0: <laughs> you would have. This one's gonna be garbage. This one is gonna be. You would have enjoyed so, if, that
1: conversation if, about the concussions. It was good. But I like if to we too. We hadn't lost it, but uh, but the bottom line is we think he'll work it. And El Desperado also on the show. For some reason, he lost to Alex Shelley and then turned heel and joined Suzuki Goon and challenged mm-hmm. Kushida to a title match. So I don't really understand losing your match and then I challenging betcha. for the title. Uh, so that was a little weird, and I thought that was worth noting. And, the- mm-hmm.
0: and then we had a conflicting report from somebody who sent us a report that said, um, and we, I haven't watched that particular match yet, so I, I apologize. It's been kind of a, a backlog with, uh, with the holiday, but um, that particular match from the report I heard is that Taka came out with Desperado and that they sort of yeah, he did. worked over Shelly. So so his report seems to indicate more towards uh, a, a Taka, Desperado versus Shelly Kushida, but the main event sort of hurts that theory as well because obviously you would, you would assume that Kushida would sort of move on to other you know defending the, the, the junior title so it, it, interesting yeah, uh, De- it's, Desperado
1: it's... came out with Taka and they attacked Kushida and according to the promo translation Kushida uh, Desperado challenged Kushida to a singles match even though it kind of made more sense what you said before we on, on the part of the podcast we lost it seemed more logical that it would be Desperado and Taka challenging for the tag team titles but right. that's not the way, supposedly, he challenged him to a singles match. So that was a little wonky, too. The bottom line is Desperado turn heel, joined Suzuki Goon. He had been doing a tweener gimmick for a long time. Now he's a full-blown heel. Kushida's the new champ. And Desperado and Taka are now going to feud with Kushida and Shelley. So there you have it. Those were the main takeaways from that show. And the other uh, match of significance was Tanahashi and Naito defeating uh, Shibata and Goto.
0: Jesus Christ! I'm I'm watching. We'll we'll get out of here in a second. I'm watching Raw, and 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 unfortunately, when you're listening to this, Raws are going to be over. Guess what the match is happening at SmackDown? Who who is Rusev facing at SmackDown, Joe? Who
1: is Rusev facing at SmackDown? I don't even know where you're going with this. Okay, Roman fucking Reigns. What? (laughs) They're giving that away on SmackDown? This
0: company, man. And
1: Reigns has to win that. That is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. They really had something here with Rusev, and they're going to flush it down the toilet. I'll tell you what. I, I just don't get it. I, I just don't get they it. Don't
0: deserve, they don't deserve to have anybody ever again. <laughs> I just
1: don't get it. They really had something with Rusev here. you know. And they did another stare down with Reigns and Triple H last week on Raw. They got no reaction again. And the biggest reaction Reigns has gotten for a stare down between Cena, Triple H, and Rusev has been with Rusev. Yeah. In that battle royal. They're going to give it away on SmackDown. Rusev shouldn't lose a match until WrestleMania. I strongly believe that. I would put the title on Rusev. And I'm not even kidding about that. I think Lesnar's too expensive. I would burn Lesnar's appearances and get him off the books. For a company that's bleeding money right now. Well, that, that's not true. I would let him main event SummerSlam. And see if that leads to a significant jump in subscriptions to the network. If not then the undertaker win didn't then he's done, they, yeah. they didn't do anything. I, and I would just burn the appearances now and get him off the books. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. It's you you got it. Rusev,
0: especially when you're cutting, when you're cutting money left and right.
1: You got Rusev who could do the same thing for a fraction of the price who's getting over. He's your new monster and he's cheaper and he's fresh. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I I wouldn't beat Rusev. Oh my gosh, way too soon to beat Rusev. What are they doing? Cuz there's no way Rusev wins that match, right?
0: No, it's got to at least be a fuck finish or something. But that's you can't be doing that with Russo. It's, it's just, oh, my God. I don't know.
1: I mean, I'm not watching Raw. I don't see the context because I'm going to watch after we're done with this. But he can't win that match. I, no. th- th- that's going to stifle his momentum. It's unbelievable. It's They've really got something with this guy, and they're going to flush it down the fucking toilet. This is crazy. I, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't
0: breaking news. That's not breaking to anybody, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm dumbfounded as well. So I'm sure we'll talk about it next week, but uh, I'm ready to wrap up tonight. Cause it's been, yeah, just, let's get the hell get out awful of show, here. Uh, I can't uh, just say, I can't. We're actually still on for for this has actually been our longest. I think that we've stayed on the let's fuck it, do it live one. So anyway, for Joe Lanza, I'm Rich Kreich, uh, a few little reminders here before I get out real quick. Uh, the G1 contest, as I mentioned, you can join until the first day of the G1. That's at bit.ly. So it's B I T dot L Y slash V O W dash g1 Pickem p-i-c-k-e-m to join that definitely do that and uh obviously yeah for joe uh i'm rich and we'll be back next time on the voice of wrestling podcast take care
1: in a world of